Some cults are good, most cults are bad, but I'll tell you what really makes me sad. I can't decide which cult to join, if only there were a podcast out there to rank all the cults using some sort of bracket system like they do for basketball playoffs for college teams. It's madness, madness. Welcome back to Madness Madness. It's hotter than a mug up in here. God damn it. It's like a heat wave burning in my heart. Yeah, it's so hot. Except it happens every summer and it's only getting worse. It is. It is. It's the bad part. It's the bad part. It is the bad part. It's especially the bad part because we just got back from Colorado, y'all. It the best place on earth. It was like 30 degrees, literally 30 degrees cooler than we are right now. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single day. Also, 97 it humid. Humidity percentage is less. There was rain every day. Like a nice rain, like right during nap time, nice rain. It was the perfect nap time, too. That it was, was also, it's like, listen, I'm also like, it gets hot enough here that I want to get on um, South American, Southern Europe. <laughs> Hour, yes, an hour. I will get up at seven and go to work from seven until eleven thirty, and then come home, drink with lunch because that's how you—that's how they do, do it, right? Drink with lunch, take a long ass nap, and take a long ass fucking nap when it's hot as shit, and then come back finish and finish your day my work and have like Portuguese. Di- it's eleven thirty at night, time for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want that. I, yeah, but I, I just want to nap in the well, afternoon. You might if you napped it. No, right? You, would, you wouldn't if you napped every day. No, no I wouldn't. Say, I, I would adapt. Yeah, seriously. Like uh, there, I just spent a week napping every day, and it no point was I like dinner at 11 <laughs> yeah no she was like okay I nap that means I can make it through the next four hours until it's bedtime it again bedtime. <laughs> oh it yeah it's hot and gross and humid and we're having a fly problem in the OKC well yes there's yes. a fly problem Amanda <laughs> and and dad they oh. called me and it was like honestly they were like look we found some shit no it was me and Aunt Judy it was you and Aunt Judy because Aunt Judy was like absolutely not <laughs> yeah no and we and Aunt Judy we found this stuff Called uh, Quick Strike Fly Killer. Hashtag call us Quick call Strike, us Fly, Strike Fly Killer. I we will we I'll, will plug I'll, your shit. I'll plug your shit like legitimately because it was not only does it kill the flies that were trying to crawl into my wine glass, but it was intensely entertaining. Yeah, it look it's listen. a neurotoxin and it kills them in under a minute. <laughs> it really is, and it it allows you to explore that little bit of cruelness in that your little heart. The same the same cruelness that you get when you watch soap operas <laughs> when you're like, yeah. Fuck you, Sharon. That's right. Fuck you up the wall. That's right. You get to cheat on you because you're a bitch. Because you're a bitch. Sharon then, really can't fuck off. She, uh, she, Sharon is incapable. All of you Young and the Restless fans out there. Fucking Sharon. Hashtag YNR. Hashtag YNR Sharon. Hashtag mm-hmm. WTF. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, the flies are bad. The heat is bad. The mosquitoes are bad. The mosquitoes are bad. It rains just often enough to pump the humidity back up to 112% and make me have to mow my lawn again. That's the other thing. I'm like, you can would, it just be hot and, and then like the grass dies? At this point, the grass should be dead. Right. But yes. No, my grass God is damn it. as lush and succulent. I know. It, like, it's like I'm paying somebody to come and carefully curate it. And no. I'm just like, die so I don't have to mow you anymore. No. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so we were in Colorado, which was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was hey, wonderful. Grand Lake. We met 
animal friends. We made, oh my God, we could tell you the saga of our chipmunk friends and our ground squirrel friends. Oh and my our God, they're so cute. Friends. They all have names and... It's going to be on our Insta, y'all. It will be because they're so cute. Man, Roomba and Rondal were... Roomba the- and Rondal. <laughs> teeny and tiny. Teeny and tiny. They were they were of a species called the least chipmunk. The least chipmunk. chipmunk. But they were really the and most. And then Roomba and Rondal were... were ground squirrel. Ground they were more Chip and Dale looking... They were, yeah. they were ground squirrels. Turns out they're ground squirrels. Yeah, yeah, there were ground squirrels As rather than actual chipmunks. As you heard in the song months. already, yeah. we fed them seeds by the handfuls, and I'm seriously, it was like four pounds of seeds. We, yes, like, and we were like personally like cracking peanuts for peanut, it. right? And for the birds that would would they they wanted the peanuts, but they were too big, so then Dad was like crushing. Dad pe- actually like ground out the peanuts. Yeah, no, peanuts it was a saga. Them out there. And also great. I'm, I don't. We don't do this very often, but since it was so damn good, we're going to have to plug. Mm-hmm. On the way there and back, we listened to a book by Cliff Nesteroff called Cliff, spelled K L I P H. Cliff, Cliff Nesteroff. He's on Twitter. He is also on Tumblr under Old Showbiz. He has a super cool Tumblr. He has an amazing Tumblr. Yes. And I was on his Tumblr for ages before yes. I realized that it's like, oh, you're like a big deal. You're a big deal. And, and shit. This mm-hmm. book is called We Had a Little Real Estate Problem, The History of Native American Comedy. And it is a fascinating history uh-huh. and a fascinating story of the present. And hilarious. And hilarious. And we are now giant fans of the 1491s, which is an all-native sketch comedy troupe, mm-hmm. and you should look at their stuff on YouTube, because I cannot... I'm crying. I'm cri- The Indian Store, and A Day in the Life of a Powwow MC, especially episode three. It's amazing, and it's also like, and we talked about this on the trip, because we <clears throat> talked about it a lot. Because we had like two 12-hour drives. Correct. We were driving Lots of porch sitting. to and from Colorado and sitting on the porch. Yeah, so do, if you get a chance, watch the 1491s and read that book, because it's really... That book really- is so good. It's, it's so great. good and it's so funny. It's it's very funny but it's also just like fascinating history. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like what was so amazing to me because it was it was history and it was pop culture history. Yes. And it's a pop culture history that we here in Oklahoma know like a Some. little bit uh-huh. about of because you know Native Americans live here but it, it was land so- of the red well, man. The no, bottom line is 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 that we are white Oklahomans. Yes, and, <clears throat> and you know fundamentally, you know it's pr- still pretty segregated as oh, far as that yeah. goes. It is, but you learn a lot and you laugh a lot and you reflect a lot. Yeah, and then you go on YouTube and watch the fourteen ninety. You watch so many people. You we watched learn a about lot. Some insanely fucking funny. But people. then, yeah, oh, so good. So it's that's our cool. little recommend. We also have another reader mail recommendation. Yes, please tell me more about this reader mail. Well, it's a reader mail from my daughter. Alice, who tomorrow I get to go to Europe and pick up. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. She Yay. listens to every episode. She does. She is 10 years old and don't judge. But <laughs> if she were able to have accounts, she would rate, review, and subscribe. subscribe. Like you should do. She would rate us five stars because she's awesome. She would. And probably not just because you're her mom. No, and not yeah. just because she, and she likes you more than she likes me, Brian. It's, I it's true. Be it's, it's, yeah, it's no, true. It's, uh, yeah, you're I'm far not. more interesting than I am. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, I think Brian's nice. Brian's nice. Yeah, <laughs> Brian's a nice name. No, um, but she, her, she says that she went out by the air conditioning units against all advice, and if you add water to the grape concentrate, you will unleash pandemonium. So do so. At your own risk. God bless her angel heart. If she were given the ingredients oh to go out, like actually go out by, the, she wouldn't. She would. That's my kid. She'd be like, I don't know. I had to climb on top of the maybe center. <laughs> You'd be like, you know. Honey. Yes, I do. 
<laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. So I love Don't you, baby girl. Like- By the time you hear this, you will be back stateside with me. Yay! Yay! And learning about oh my god, we are out of the sweet sixteen. We are into the elite eight. We shit's are shit's jumping off. Shit is jumping off. We've got so many good things so far. The teams to beat are the WI and the Black Panthers, the Black Panthers, and the Girl Scouts, and the Girl Scouts. So far, those are and the, the Buffalo. No, it was the concatenated order of who who who. Yes, who I know. If you guys are here for us to update you on these stats, you're in the wrong show. Yeah, Just- right. It's like there's that's, that's the bit, and they had some scores that involved numbers, uh-huh. and now we're gonna press right on. If you want yes. to <laughs> rate those, you need to go re-listen to your shit. Right. You should rate us, and that's right, us. and review and subscribe us. Subscribe uh-huh. to us. Us. Bingo. Fabulous. Well, because well, it is a quality product, all right? It is Look, a quality I'm not, product. We're not just talking, product, and talking ourselves up here. I mean, you know. I'm sorry. We're funny. People tell us that. People I, we don't know have written us emails. Strangers well, tell me I'm what? funny. Strangers got, tell me I'm funny. That's all that means. I got friends who, who don't like anything that like this podcast, okay? <laughs> really? That means something. Ooh, ooh that's very well, cool. I can't just say it. No, okay, but you, you do, but it's true. No, that's, it's Steve. Steve listens to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> Steve. It is Yeah, Steve. you know. Shout out to Steve for taking care of our cats. Oh, thanks, Steve. Steve. Thanks, Steve. Well, I'll tell you, Brian. Let me tell you, let me tell you Steve cleaned the litter boxes. That's all right. Good. And mm-hmm. like, I don't ever ask anybody to do that. That's because that's not. That's just not. It, it's like I don't ever ask anybody to help me move because <laughs> I would never. I would never. I, I don't help people move. So. <laughs> Anyway, I'm too old for I, that I shit. I would not. I would not ask of someone something that I would not, not do be okay doing with myself. Mm-hmm. I made mom scoop my cat boxes every day, but well, that's, that's mom. Yeah. That's mom. But yeah, I mean, how did how they look afterward? <laughs> Scooped. I mean, last time no, okay, just... she scooped all the cat boxes, but didn't refill the water bowls. So there you go. Wow! wow. <laughs> One time, mom uh, took care of my cats, and I came home, and she had scooped all the cat boxes like into the plastic grocery bag, and and put all of them into the little um, small press top waste paper basket oh, that yes. we keep all the cat food. In. Oh, just like oh. Dro- thought it was a trash bag and so dropped all the shit in on top of the cat food. And well, it's next to the trash oh, can. Couldn't okay. find the cat food after that. Was that the time that like we came home and like she basically just like slashed open the bag of outside cat food and, and okay. the, the cats we're, were eating we're from it? Because I was going to ask about all that. The <laughs> Are we? <laughs> they She'll never hear. They'll never listen to this. Okay. You know what? Anyway. If they do, I got these questions. <sighs> well, Brian, you're editing. That's so, okay. Am I? Summertime. <laughs> And the living is sleazy. Well, I think in the, the summer. It's fucking hot. It is hot, and I fucking hate it. But it's summertime, and I think that's something that people often do in the summertime is go to a concert, which is horrendous bullshit. It got, not me. I said people. <laughs> and that's what we're here to talk to you about today is people who go to concerts in the summertime. People. Well, okay. There's specifically outdoor concerts. They're right? outdoor concerts. Yes. Some may call them music festivals. Festivals. Mine's got some festivals. There's festivillions. Festivus. <laughs> Festivillions. Festivillions. Oh, God. And music. All I want is loving you and music, music, music. Christ. Okay, here it's I go. It's time. Okay, Aaron, it's a long, strange trip. Why don't you take us on it? <sighs> okay, you guys. Here we go. <laughs> There's nothing better than Aaron telling us about a club she really hates. So <laughs> take it away, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I haven't been home in two weeks. <laughs> I have been enjoying vacation and testing the limits of my intoxicant tolerance. 
There you go. Despite nearly 18 months of depression, drinking, and trying to stave off the darkest depths of pandemic despair, it turns out that I can no longer (laughs) pound shots or blow jays like I could in my youth. Even... If I wanted to. Even if you want, if which I, you don't, but which you can. I don't, but I'm just like, there's some... Aaron, today get as wasted as you were and in I'm, 1994. I know, and you're like, absolutely I'm gonna need, not. I'm going to need three days. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And then a month off to recover. Exactly. Correct. Ultimately, this is for the best. Yes. Because I'm a mature woman who needs a good night's sleep in order to get her shit done the next day. Amen. Even if the shit that needs to be done the next day is get through the next fucking day. <laughs> exactly. The point is, I got responsibilities. That's right. <clears throat> you work hard for the money. I eh, eh. I just try and get my shit done. Such as it is. <laughs> this is what, well, I wrote this thinking that this, I said, this is one of the reasons why my bit is going to be so short. And I wrote this thinking it was going to be super short, but it turns out I had a lot of fucking You have feelings. a lot to say. So, exactly. Like, I'm ready. Do it. Okay. So, um, that is one of the reasons my bit is going to be so short, because I have responsibilities. Okay, hang on. I need to drop a lot of acid. Shut first. up. Okay. Shh, I'm talking. We need about an hour. <laughs> the other reason is that not since Scientology have I hated the subject of my research wow. so resoundingly. Wow. And not even Tony Alamo. I was going to say. <laughs> not even Tony Alamo. Golly. Oh, wow. I'm not saying that what I'm about to talk about is worse than is, what he did. Equals Tony Alamo in any way. But these people all feel good about what they're doing. Precisely. Gotcha. So did Tony Alamo. Anyway, Different way. like I said, I, I started writing this on the first step of the journey, and I ended writing this after a long, strange trip. After a long, strange trip. So let us so unveil it. Yeah, I'm going to noodle while the entire time. I'm just going to make, make yeah, Jerry Garcia noodling sounds open. Today, I'm talking about the Grateful Dead and their army of shitbird fans, the, the Deadheads. <laughs> The Grateful Dead were originally called the Warlocks, which sounds like a much cooler band. That's so much fucking cooler. Oh, my God. That's a great movie, too. That Warlocks, it's an animated movie. They had to change their name because another band was called the Warlocks. You know what that band was? The Velvet Underground. An actually cool fucking band. Oh, wow. A much better band. Thank you. A band that knew when to shut up. Correct. (laughs) The Grateful Dead... The Warlocks was a band that had anywhere from two to 11 members. <laughs> <laughs> the basic lineup was Jerry Garcia, yes. lead guitar and vocals. He only had four fingers on one. Sh- look, yes, I know. Lead guitar <laughs> and vocals. Bob Weir, rhythm guitar vocals. Ron Pigpen McKiernan. I liked his name. Keyboard harmonica vocals. Phil Lesh, trumpet, bass, <laughs> vocals and Bill Kreutzmann drums. In 1967 they invited another fucking drummer Mickey Hart who was known as the good drummer. <laughs> Bill Kreutzmann was oh known God. as the other drummer. <laughs> Pinkhead was known as the late drummer. Oh yeah. Oh, buddy. They invited Mickey Hart as well as a lyricist named Robert Hunter not that you would know that because the lyrics were the last fucking thing on the minds of a band with two goddamn drummers <laughs> and three vocalists none of them are the lead. The collaborative lead, okay? I watched a six-part documentary on this goddamn band, and I still don't know how they all met. And frankly, I don't care. But here I am on on the hate on my own show, and I'm obligated to tell you good people about this particular bunch of white dudes. And I'll do my best to wedge in some fucking facts, but please know that I'm writing from my spleen. (laughs) Anyway, 
Jerry et al. started running around with Ken Kesey and his band of merry pranksters. Point. Allow me to pause here now and open a smaller spleen vent for these guys. Yes. Fuck you and your fucking painted van and your fucking expanded consciousness, Ken Kesey. Fuck your fucking book, Kim Kesey, about a bunch of righteous dudes and asylum who just want to have a good time. To and the ball buster. And that nasty bitch cunt nurse ratchet who, like all women who represent society in the book, mm. only lives to shit on their good times. Mm-hmm. And crush them. Fuck you even more for writing a story from the POV of a gigantic yet docile Native American using him to symbolize the critique of society and consumer culture that you, Kim Kesey, did nothing but benefit from. Exactly. A fucking Dare you, Kim Kesey, with your graduate fellowship in creative writing from Stanford <laughs> and your membership in the Beta Theta Pi fraternity? <laughs> Eat dick, Ken Kesey. Pretending like you're countercultural, Pret- something else. Pretending like you're fucking countercultural. I'm taking drugs. Else. Yeah, I think it's time for a little suck it, Kesey. <laughs> suck it, Kesey. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, all of that shit. Tom Wolf. Oh, he's, I hate he's you. tangential, but I hate him too. Uh-huh. If you're a writer and you rely on a hat, Hunter S. Thompson, you a are not a good suit. writer. Uh, yeah, yeah you need a costume. You know, at a least gimmick. you put on different fucking hats. Yeah, no, just, you know, if if you do anything, if your pre, if your career is at, in any way dependent on like something you always wear, you need to fucking reevaluate yourself. You mm-hmm. also not to need to be a goddamn writer. Yes, yeah, it's like... You know what Stephen King wears? Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, probably t-shirts. Like, I couldn't tell you what Stephen King wears. There you go. That's right, because he's a goddamn writer. He's a writer. And he's not perfect either, but at least he doesn't always wear a fedora. I mean, I couldn't tell you what the fucking Twilight lady wears. No, you know, exactly. She, also true. Well, she wears modest clothing because she's, she's a, a Mormon. Mormon. Right. But other but, than that. And, and whatever. And also, you know, probably a long khaki un- skirt. uncomfortable. T- a long khaki <laughs> skirt and a short sleeve blue shirt. we learned about on vacation. Yeah. No. Exactly. No, because you know what? Writers don't need to be known for their outfits. Right. Exactly. No, you need because to be- they're not called outf- outfitters. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. So, Marg. Okay. So they met. Taking acid. Doesn't matter. Uh, just a little. We're bringing well, I'm, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. The Grateful Dead got their name because they started at the war, as the a warlocks, warlocks. Uh-huh. but then they got their name from the Britannic World Language Dictionary. Like Ooh. they opened up the dictionary uh-huh. and they fucking spun it around and put their finger on the Grateful Dead, which is defined as the soul of a dead person or his angel, his showing gratitude to someone who, as an act of charity, arranged their burial. Okay. Which is some fucking hippie shit. Yeah. Okay. So like I died in poverty yeah. and somebody arranged my burial. And, and that I'm person a- is a grateful dad. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Go back to fucking Lakewood, dude. Hey, you know what? You should write a 74 minute song about that. <laughs> what I'm going to say is also you probably need to check your cultural pr- privilege because I know that that is not um, yeah. an uh, American Judeo-Christian feeling. Also true. We, yeah, and uh, the chief was mentioned several times in the book about Native American Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So, their first gig as the dead was at one of Kesey's acid tests. They were the house... An electric Kool-Aid acid test? Yes. Yes. They were the house band fully in thrall of the aging proto-beatnik Neil Cassidy, another shitbird white man man. fried on drugs. In the documentary, Long Strange Trip, to which I said... It's like so unoriginal with your fucking title yeah. of your six part dead. <laughs> I know. Shit. Um, 
Well, it's certainly long. Right. Yeah. One member of the band said during these acid test concerts, they realized, hey, man, rather than end the song, let's stretch it out. Oh, God. This hoggish excess was an A-plus winner when the dead would occasionally play teddy bars. What stripper doesn't want to dance to a fucking 25-minute goddamn jam? Right. You know what that is? That's misogyny. That's right. It's like, I am exhausted. Would you stop the bass solo? Shut the fuck up with your noodling. I'm trying to earn $3. $3 by letting you look at my boobs. Uh-huh. So... It is misogynist to make a woman listen to the Grateful Dead. Uh, yes. Yes. It is a war crime to it's make a, war a person. Crime. It's a war it crime. It is a war to crime. To the Grateful Dead. Girls out there, <laughs> if a guy comes to you and tells you his favorite bands are the Grateful Dead and or Jimmy Fish. or Fish, oh yeah, or <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, run a mile. Politely excuse yourself. There, there's run a mile guys, and then there's politely yeah, excuse they're, yourself guys. They're not. Guys. They're not gonna fuck with you. That's true. They, they're probably they're, not gonna shoot you. They're just boring as shit and their music is terrible up your own asshole they're gonna have a lot of uh let's see they're gonna have a lot of new age ideas all of which are 100 percent stolen and misogynistic and misogynistic they're gonna have a whole but you're gonna have to listen my ex had a an ex who is a keyboard player and she made me promise that we would never ever ever go to a guitar shop and I was like lady that's fine spend the evening noodling on a guitar absolutely fucking not absolutely fucking not no way okay so <laughs> Brian will be providing a noodled undercurrent oh god there is so much and during the second half he's gonna beatbox so so this was Yes, this the, is the origins. The origins of the dead. <laughs> so this set them on their path. And for the next... Like the Fillmore and stuff. <laughs> We're not even getting into that. For the next half century, the dead continue to do exactly <laughs> all of that fucking bullshit that I just said. Over and over again. Drop acid, noodle around making music. And it is music. It's not it is, it's not noise. It's not noise. But it is music. Yeah. A lot of things They could play their instruments. A lot of things qualify as music. That is true. Christian rap. <laughs> the Eagles. John Cale. <clears throat> I'm not here to make that call. <laughs> I personally believe that every song in the universe needs to tighten up before hitting the airways. Tight lyrics, tight hooks, tight rhythm. I'm not a stickler for length as long as the song tight, rocks. Exactly. You could be a long song and still be tight. Heaven is eight fucking minutes long and I will rock out to every one of those minutes. There's nothing in Bohemian Rhapsody that needs to be cut. No. Not a bit. So there's not the, even anything in American Pie that no, needs to be cut. No. There's not. All of it does something. You know what you know what the Grateful Dead doesn't do? Something. Something. Look, it's like when you write a book, every, something has to happen in every chapter that furthers the story. It does. It or really else, does. what are you doing Or you here? cut that chapter. Like what are you waste, fucking doing? You are wasting people's time. I've, I, I have cut, I've had to cut chapters that I love because my editor was like, nothing's happening nothing's here. Nothing's happening. You're like, but they're talking. Right. You're like, I have no. this great metaphor. And they're like, no. Like, absolutely There's so many not. character moments. No. Okay, so. The other thing that I hate about the Grateful Dead, like other than their music, <laughs> other than their music and their per- their, their personal self, which is, which is their is fucking attitude. Ugh. <laughs> to to many people who have met me, 
I come across as an aloof bitch who lets her pantheon of disgusting, disgusted, judgmental facial expressions do the talking. And this is I, not wrong. When I say come across, I mean this is the truest representation of my feelings. Yes. But smuggled, snuggled deep inside of me, and it's true, and you guys can count on it, is the heart of a rule following goody two-shoes who would rather die on a hill of fire ants than shirk my responsibilities. This is also true. True fact, this very conscientiousness that fuels my snobby judgment. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Anyway. You are not shitting on people while not doing anything yourself. Right. And I think that is I'm shitting ult- on people because you are not fucking contributing like you should. Contributing like you should. You're not doing your shit. You're not no doing shit. your shit. And, okay. and, and Doing your shit can be like being a band. Uh-huh. Exactly. A band that provides quality music for people to jam to provide, puts a service into the world. Mm-hmm. So, okay. okay. However, the Grateful Dead that I'm about to get <laughs> into. The Grateful Dead were founded on the principle of having fun. We the only fortunately someone came along and decided to found something on having fun because nobody had ever done yeah, that thank before. Thank fucking God. Certainly not in the sixties. Here, here is the problem. Jerry Garcia idolized Jack Kerouac and the misogynistic gay ass fantasy that is on the road. road. Oh, God. and went out of his way to make sure that there were no rules. And nobody is in charge. <sighs> Somebody's got to be in charge. And I, I realize that I'm the oldest child and a Leo and a teacher. And I'm like, somebody needs to be in charge. But And I'm also the middle child be- and an Aries who just shit on the fact that the Grateful Dead were founded on the principle of having fun. <laughs> but somebody needs to be in somebody charge. Somebody has to be in charge. Yes. I am the youngest child in a Virgo. <laughs> and, you, and I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Virgos, anyway. Well, yeah, you, you definitely believe somebody needs to be in charge. Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. it's not you. Somebody needs it's to be in charge. Me. It's definitely not me. No. <laughs> so, one time, early on, the Grateful Dead went on uh, Playboy After Dark. Oh, excellent. They went up, dude, I won't disrail, but for real, Playboy After Dark... There's a whole documentary about the Playboy After Dark show. It is fascinating. I love Shel Silverstein. That's where I would be. You'd be hanging out in the grotto with uh-huh. the, the joint rolling contest poet. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one part where Sammy Davis Jr. sings a song and is prevent- presented with a St. Bernard puppy as a thank you. Oh, oh I'm like, what happened play- to that puppy? By a playmate? By a playmate. I hope she uh, there's also an excellent on HBO documentary about Moms Mabley, which is oh, really yeah. a good documentary. And I sh- thought it was a made for TV, like a made for HBO movie, but it's a documentary. <laughs> it's a documentary. Yes. Okay, it's, cool. Oh, that is so good. And she appeared on there singing the song that I did not realize she had written, Abraham Martin and John. Whoa. Yes. Hello. And she's singing her song. Talking and- about cultural appropriation. Uh-huh. Well, not Moms Mabley, man. No, not her. <clears throat> yeah. No. So, yes. Playboy After Dark, a great show. <laughs> Okay, so the Grateful Dead went on Playboy After Dark, and they were, and I learned this in the huge fucking documentary that I watched, they went in there, the great, the dead went in there, and they were, like, horrified by the artificiality of this... Of the Playboy Club? <laughs> Studio-produced network program. Oh. They're like, this, this is, is so a, phonies, This is phonies. This isn't a real party. So they... Fucking spiked the Sanka with acid. 
Oh, for like all the, just like the guy who rents the camera? Well, yeah. They, for everyone. In the documentary, it talks wow. about how like all the like girls and guys there were just like extras from uh-huh. Central. And they're like, this isn't a real party. party. Let's make it into wow. a real party. And By they were giving people hallucinogenics against their will. Against their will. That, which, dude. having one time in my life a smoke pot laced with hallucinogenics against that you my did not will realize. that I didn't I did not re- it was not a cruel situation thank god inadvertently but inadvertently nobody fucking told me right you thought you were just having your that I thought I was like taking yeah, a hit and I'm like this is not good fuck you no don't do that to people against their will don't do that to no fucking shit and so and the quote is like the fake turn party turned into a real party so I'm like Fuck you guys. Maybe somebody had a breakdown. <laughs> Bitch, those were like working women who were trying to make some goddamn money being on the Playboy Club show. Uh-huh. And you just dose them. Anyway, the other thing I cannot abide is when white people, mostly men, talk about drugs like some mystical fucking journey. And I say men, and especially boomer men, white because the concept of having feelings was like beaten out of them as, at that a young is true age. that is true and then they were protected from ever having to confront their feelings because it was up to women to make sure that they never needed anything or felt bad, bad right et absorb everything so when these guys talk about drugs like it it's like realizing that it's okay to cry when your dog dies. They're like, whoa, it's okay with the, the secrets of the universe. I need to get in touch. I'm a mystical shaman. And, and then like, my spirit animal told me it was okay to cry. And Christ. And then combine this with music stardom, Grateful Dad, and the prevailing attitudes about women at this time, yes. which were, they were still right. there to do your it's, shit. Well, it's the sexual liberation, so now they're there to work for you and have sex with you. <laughs> but not have get pregnant. Right. Yeah, and so, if they do, it's not your problem. If they do, it's not your problem because they should have been you're on the liberated. Pill. Okay, so all of this combines, and the Grateful Dead were in prime position to live entirely within the bubble of their own ass. Uh, and that they did. And that uh, they did. Friends, they did. <laughs> Reader, they did. <laughs> I, but we're not here to talk about joining the Grateful Dead. Uh, uh, are we not? Oh, no, we're not. Okay. <laughs> we're here to no. talk about fans of Becoming the Grateful Dead. Becoming a deadhead. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can say that the Deadheads first organized in 1971 with a message on the sleeve of the Dead's second live album, Skull and Roses. <laughs> it wrote, Dead Freaks Unite. Who are you? Where are you? How are you? Send us your name and address and we'll keep you informed. Deadheads. P.O. Box 1065 San Rafael, California, 94901. Oh, two, one, three, four. <laughs> The resulting Deadheads newsletter, because they printed this on the back of their album. Right, and then everybody wrote in. Which is unique. Right, and it is true. I've never seen a... a, I mean, it's different than write into the fan club. It's like this is the band saying, write us, we're organizing. Right, and at this time, they were still like sort of like a rinky-dink local local band. band. Okay. I don't know. I didn't write this. I'm just freestyling right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know the year that they that the Grateful Dead were signed to Warner Brothers Records. Okay. But in the six part documentary along Strange Trip, they talked to uh I think his name is seriously like John Smith. <laughs> um, who was the head of Warner Brothers Records at the time. And he talked about he's like, 
We had all this music. We had Frank Sinatra. We had Batula Clark. But we didn't have a real rock and roll band. And so we signed the Grateful Dead. And I was like, but you still you don't. You still don't. Have now you band. have like a noodling jam band. Exactly. You, you just signed The Clash or something like You that. had a noodling jam band. And then they were like super pissed because the band, like, I will give the Grateful Dead credit. They formed and they're like, we don't care about making money. Yeah, okay, that's it. We we want to have a good time. We're and we here don't care to have, have a good money. time. And I will give them all the credit. Okay. Um, we will touch on later on. They still made a lot of money. They, they managed to make a okay, lot so of anyway, money. Okay, so anyway. So, they put this message on the back of the album. Call us what's going on. Right, right. Because they were a touring band. Yes. Not an album band. Right, and a they studio band. And they weren't even uh, like an arena concert band. No. No. So, yeah, I mean, if you think of other uh, acts from this time, Jimi Hendrix didn't act like this. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Beatles and the Stones were already beetling and stoning. Right. So, um, the resulting Dead the Head newsletter had a slow start, gathering only around 350 letters by the end of 1971, which is crazy. In 1971, I mean, like, isn't there currently a documentary on a channel about 1971, the greatest year that music has ever known? There there is. Probably. But although, ultimately, the number swelled to as many as 40,000. There were 25 newsletters posted between October 71 and February 1980, after which it was succeeded by the Grateful Dead Almanac, which I only assume is like a fandom newsletter. Yeah, must be. And then... Eventually, the mailings gave way to Dead.net, which is still their still official right there. website. Watch your Still 800 by 600 pixels. Oh, is it? Correct. Is it better or worse than the Space Jam website? <laughs> I haven't looked. Well, there's no fucking way it can be better, so. Oh, that is very true. Sorry. Correct. My fault. So, in that same year, 1971, Village Voice writer Robert Christgau, C.H. R-I-S-T-G-A-U, noted how many regulars seemed to be in attendance and how, from the way they compared notes, they'd obviously made a determined effort to see as many shows as possible. Okay. In 1971, this guy realized these same people are are coming to the same shows. Okay. Unlike soulless corporate rock and roll, dead concerts were especially... Oh my God, I like totally love Chicago. Chicago's like, bitch, we want to get paid. Dead concerts were a special thing. From the early 70s on, night-to-night song selection changed... Yes. Over subsequent yes. shows. Yes. And from the early 70s, it could be expected that the band would play at least two sets in a show, often with an encore. It wait a minute. It gets worse. <laughs> I feel like I'm leading you into the child abuse portion. It's okay. There's no child abuse. It's not. But from the 80s on, the second set usually contained a prolonged percussion interlude called drums with a Z. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my God. You know the song, don't, or the joke, don't you, <laughs> about the uh, the colonialist traveling through the African jungle with oh, all God. of his native bearers and the drums, the drums, the pounding of the drums, and then the drums stop. And the native bearers say, oh, no. And the colonialist says, what? And the native bearers say, after drum stop comes bass solo. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. Listen. Hang on. I know, baby. I know. This is a 
second. So, a prolonged percussion interlude called drums, which eventually incorporated electronic elements. Oh, God. Drums was followed by an extended improvisational space jam played played by the rest of the band. In the documentary, there was a clip of Jerry Garcia on the stage, and he's wearing his, like, you know... Tie-dyed caftan. No, it's no. worse. He's oh. wearing his, like, mow-the-lawn shorts and oh. a sweaty t-shirt. Right, thanks. Dude, can you dress up slightly? No, absolutely not. Oh, God, It's no. It's completely dark. <laughs> it's completely dark outside, and there's, like, the spot on him, and he's just standing there with his guitar, and he's like... I'm like, this is going to go on for another hour. Fuck you. I know this is going to go six years later for another hour. Okay. Bassist Phil Lesh himself comments on this phenomenon in his autobiography by saying, The unique organicity of our music reflects the fact that each of us consciously personalizes playing to fit with what the others were playing and to fit with who each man was as an individual, allowing us to meld our consciousness together in the unity of a group mind. Now, stop snoring. I looked up the word Organicity. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say because what the fuck does that mean? Uh, and I am all for making up one's own words. Okay, however, it turns out that the word organicity, O R G A N I C I T Y, is an obsolete name for quote a cognitive or behavioral test that has been shown to be differentially sensitive to the effects of brain damage or dysfunction. It was, I looked it up, it was the American Psychiatric Association said this is an old word Uh for the cognitive or behavioral test that has been shown to be differentially sensitive Mm -hmm. to the effects of brain damage or dysfunction. So, did fucking Phil Lesh... No. No. Absolutely not. He made not. this fucking... He, yeah, up. no, that's just a, like, organicity. Yeah. Yeah, wait. And I was like, listeners, let us know. Also, verbal wh- noodling. Eat a dick. <laughs> okay, so here we go. It is no secret that I hate live music. I was gonna say, how do you really feel, Aaron? <laughs> it is no secret that I hate live music indoors or out. I cannot imagine the nightmare that would have been a seven-day jam sesh in... I said the blistering heat, but I just mean like outside. Yeah, outdoors. Rain, snow, sleet, or... At least, and I learned this in doc- the documentary, the, at least the band was clothed while performing, <laughs> shirtlessness ah. aside. Okay, yes. In the documentary, there was so much fucking footage, and there were so many scrawny, sunburned fucking dicks Swimming around that concert, just like footage. naked people dancing. I, no, dudes. I began to think these people had gone insane on a shipwrecked island <laughs> and destroyed their clothing in a feeble effort to make shelter because this <laughs> they were fucking on the thirty-two foot high st- 
stack of Marshall stacks, not actually at the top, <laughs> oh but there God. were so many Marshall stacks, and it was just naked fucking dudes <laughs> whamming their dicks around. <laughs> it was like the fuck. Uh, um, Tower of Babylon. They're <laughs> just like crawling them down. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse because they're deadheads. Fucking- Christ. Okay. This description of a show, which is taken from a 1972 Village Voice article called Grateful Dead, Most Beloved Freak Band on Earth by Patrick Carr, lays out the repugnance of a dead okay, show. Okay, except he says it in a loving way, I'm sure. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, he does. Act- no, I take that back. He does. He's loving it. Oh, Patrick Carr is like suckling on the Marshall stack. Yes. All 32 feet of it. Here's a quote. The teensy hedonists react to the dead like so many Pavlov doggies, bouncing their plump butts from first note to last, openly imbibing in the most noxious brews available at the cheap end of the druggy market, where the musical mood shifts from easy rolling country rock blues. <laughs> In then into the heaviest rock and roll currently available on the market, Not which true. is patently false. Patently false. Led Zeppelin Four came out the year before, featuring featuring the aforementioned Stairway to Heaven as well as Black Dog, which they, is a song that certifiably fucks. They are rocking. Yeah, no, you are not the rockin'est the rockers. Fucking end. Cut, Almighty. What mm-hmm. a bunch of shit. And then on and out into the space music stuff, an opera. Optional extra, almost any dead number, usually reserved for the last hour or two when the <sighs> audience heads are open and the bands themselves are fully in sync. The last hour or two, it'll be one like one song. For Jerry the is two careful hours. with uh-huh. his charges, knowing he can accomplish something beautiful. Maybe ease some tensions, transcend some contradictions, cut a few knots, and let the flow take over. Still quoting. Besides the sound equation, though, there is the color of the concert experience, the scarlet midnight hour when the theater of the absurd mingles with the warps and joys inspiration. For illegal use of theater of the absurd. Whole mess of the most freaky little fascists. Flashes, Mickey Mouse by R. Crumb, all dirt up and tarnished tinsel and old work shirt. But on stage, the band plays fire and rain and sunshine into a half I've full seen fire of and I've seen rain. Weaving crazy in the dark, octopus feeding time. What was that? Words, words, words. Hey, this remember was when a you, like all you had to do was show up and be a village voice. All you had to do was show up and be a white guy, and they would just pay you to That's type. It. That was it. Oh, I'm not done. Can you be? BT <laughs> Dub Patrick Carr, who just wrote that uh-huh. in the same article, says this of a fan. A monstrously fat female scumbag resident, good, still good. beautiful oh, well, good. unto herself. Coils, still beautiful even though she's fat? Unto herself. Impossible. Coils her robe, rolls around a bearskin rug, all but smothering the frail male she clasped to her heaving, acid-tripped bosom. Gross. It's Fuck you, revolting. That's yucky. It's gross. <laughs> In many when ways. When a music journalist writes so about your band like this. <clears throat> you, do you have no songs to review? Absolutely not. Oh, no, there's songs to review, but who fucking like, cares because this is what he's talking about. You have no substance. All right, I'm close to done. That's all right. So, 
You will not be surprised to learn that there are many deadhead subcultures within the movement. Yes. And, and oh, they have been, God. like, from, from, the, from the, the start. start. The documentary, you know, talked about, like, people following the dead during the 70s, but it kind of really exploded during the 80s. Yes. Because... And it was nice in the documentary to talk about how when Ronald Reagan became president, he declared war on the 60s. Yes, we have discussed uh, Reagan many times, uh-huh. and that's definitely one thing he did. He declared uh, everything that happened then was wrong. Everything that happened of, then was wrong. Yeah. And so the fact that the Grateful Dead were still touring and still like doing what they were fucking doing. Uh-huh. I mean, good. Fuck you, Reagan. Also true. But it was also... Beginning to be the children yes. of the original yes. dead followers. Yes. So that many subcultures, and we'll get to the teens in a minute. Yeah. So the there. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Within the movement, there are, and I'm going to list some. Okay. There are the warf rats, who are the what? twelve steppers. Oh, warf. Rats, warf. not war oh, rats. I yeah. thought you said war rats. Warf yes. rats. Yes. Warf. Warf. W-H-A-R-F. Warf rats, who are the 12 steppers who gather at each concert to, like, jam out on the sober tip. Gotcha. And the song... I think the only thing that would be better than dancing to a two-hour song would be dancing to a two-hour song completely sober. <laughs> Bench, I know. Yeah. The 1971 song Warf Rat is about a wino getting clean for love or some gotcha. fucking shit like uh, that. Oh, so they're the Warf Rats. Got so it. Oh, yeah, it is. It's. Well, I, re- nice. I read the lyrics and it's like, okay. I drank my wine, but now I love you. And I give them credit for that. I do give them credit for that. Especially being in such a completely drug-soaked environment, but maintaining their sobriety. It is. Fucking seriously. It is. I give them a lot of credit for that. Um, And also, like, you know, getting their song and... and, Right. You know, we're here to fucking be sober and dance to the music. And love our music. Uh Uh-huh. So, there are the tapers... Who are the AV nerds of the group? Uh huh. From the very beginning, this group, the Tapers, brought sophisticated recording equipment to tape the shows. Yeah. Okay. Since every show is different. Different. You need both legs. Both plenty. in lineup. Both in fucking noodling. Uh, yes. Every jam will be different. Every jam. This was valuable shit from fans. Initially, the record company was like, you can't let people fucking record this shit. And the Grateful Dead were like, yeah, we can. What if we did? And the Grateful Dead also pointed out to the record company, we're not selling albums. We're selling concert Concert tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it actually would be valuable for them people to know. It's like, it's different all the time. It's different all the time. Yeah. Trace this shit. Come to the shows. and Keep circulating the tapes. That was Mystery Science Theater at the beginning. It. They were like, people, you can't just let people like bootleg your show. Like, and yeah, Joel was can. like, how else are people going to like learn to like <laughs> this it? This show is not making me a lot of royalty right. money. So uh-huh. I want more people to watch it. So eventually, and I don't know when it started, you know, sort of in the right, lifetime right, right. of the band. Uh, the tapers got their own sort of section by the stage. Oh, nice. Which I can also only imagine is just like dickish gatekeeping. But oh, yeah, there are no lady tapers, I bet you. Oh, no. Um, <clears throat> there are the deaf heads, which are deaf and hard of hearing people 
who um, they started to sprout up when the dead did concerts around Gallaudet University. Oh, cool. And what they would do is come and they would hold balloons at the show. Oh, and you can feel it. And the balloons pick up the vibration. Very cool. So they'd hold the balloons. There would be an insane ASL translator. I've seen some. There's one woman who does rap shows. Uh And that's amazing. It is amazing. And there would be insane who'd like dance. I'm dancing. ASLs. And they would also, and this wasn't until later, Mm -hmm. set up big big screens to uh, close up and lip read. Oh, very cool. So they very can look cool. at the band and close up and lip read, oh, which nice. I think is really, that is amazing. Really cool. That's oh, a good that's super fucking defo cool. positive. It is really cool, and I think it's so interesting. Um, I don't know. We're like deaf people. Why'd you go to a concert? concert. You know, but why would a blind person go to a movie? I know, and there's so stay many- home and be lampshades. So, like yeah, exactly. Stay home and not have fun because you're crippled. You know, and I also know from my work about people who are you know profoundly deaf and blind who also go to concerts and just stand against the amp. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's real. Yeah, that is real. It's like I just because I'm deaf or blind doesn't mean that I need to go home and die. No. Yeah. Well, and I, but, but I think but that, like you can. I mean, I, I'm sorry to butt in here, no. but like no, like when you like standing against an amp like that, like like when you like if you like you know literally put your head against a speaker, especially when it's a speaker that that's that's like that <laughs> a thirty a thirty two yeah. foot high Marshall stack <laughs> sure, yeah. wall of sound. No, the sound conducts through your bone, yes. like through the solid parts of your head, and like through the your because your body, body is mostly liquid, mm-hmm. which conducts sound better than practically anything yes mm. and it's like so why would you go to a concert you would go to a concert so you can hear music, the music better the music. better than you've ever been able to before maybe yeah, yeah. also true yeah. And, anyway. and also i like i'm here with people and doing fun stuff right. doing fun exactly. stuff dancing you know i have my vision yeah like yes. also i'm a fucking human being i'm a, also human, I'm a being. human being but i think it's so cool even with the huge like i said 32 foot yeah, Marshall Stacks. Marshall Stacks holding the balloon. I was like, "Fuck, yes!" That's so fucking that's cool. So that's so fucking that. cool. And what if that balloon is also full of nitrous? I'm just saying. I just mean, saying. why not? I brought and, a lot of balloons. Exactly. And some whippets. Yeah, I just I thought that was amazing. That so is very cool. I've that's shit a really lot, neat. But I no, think that's good job, super good cool. Job. Okay. However, <laughs> let me go back to shitting. <laughs> then there are the spinners who worship Jerry. <sighs> As the prophet. They believe that Jerry Garcia's guitar is a channel for God's voice. Like, for real, for real? Yeah. Oh, what? Okay, okay, sorry. And they do this, like, whirling dervish dance. Dance, Which is a great way of... um, Cultural appropriation? Making yourself insane. Just Just spinning. spinning. Yeah. You're on... Acid. Everybody think back right now when to when you were, like, six and spun around forever and then fell down and watched the world spin. Threw up in my dress. Like all cults, the spinners have been accused of being a cult. <laughs> <laughs> In 1988, self-described trust fund baby Luther Dulaney became an ardent supporter of the Church of Unlimited Devotion after falling in love with a spinner girl he met on a road trip attending a series of the Dead's U.S. tour dates. 
beguiled by their multicultural spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) Multicultural spirituality. How many cultures were actually present there? Let's see. We've got yoga and meditation. We have spirit animals. And we've got Taoism. Shush. You've taken it from everyone. Okay, so beguiled by their multicultural spirituality. This is 88, remember? Right, right, right. And the sect's charismatic leader, New England expat, (gasps) Joseph Leon, L-I-A-N, which I think is maybe Vietnamese, um, the third, Dulaney loaned the church $108,000 to purchase land that became their headquarters on a former Hare Krishna farm located near the remote northern California town of Philo. I'm putting the Church of Unlimited Devotion on a list. Far from watchful eyes, they took a hard fall down the coal of cult infamy. Indeed. (laughs) Leon... Joseph Leon III was dogged by allegations of physical abuse, megalomania, adultery, and, quote, intense deprogramming. Sounds culty to me. One of the most egregious accusations was lodged by Boris... Yeltsin? No. Johnson? Shut up! (laughs) Bad enough? Karloff, thanks. For ruining it. Sorry. No, Boris Rukkan, R-U-C-H-K-A-N, a Wisconsin man who claimed the sect was ho- the sect was holding his college-age daughter, Victoria, against her will. Entirely possible. Yeah. Correct. In 2017, it was reported that the Church of Unlimited Devotion was transitioning away from the teachings of Jerry Garcia and embracing um, John Mayer as their new deity. Oh! Many members no. still have their reservations. I agree. Actually, Ed Sheeran would be worse. Oh. oh. But not by much. Oh. Okay, so. In 1987, I graduated from high school, and me and my uh, two friends went on a summer across America and Canada we followed the Greyhound bus Greyhound bus which like God bless mom who was like well you've saved your target money so let's go let's go you've worked at Target for two years I've saved all my 20s in a a Tootsie Roll bank honest Mm. to God and uh, we got tickets to all these tour shows when I asked dad later many years later I was like how the hell did you let us go and he's like we knew we couldn't stop you and I was like okay that's fair well they both knew that they couldn't stop you and they also knew that you weren't like a fucking lunatic I was not a fucking lunatic I'm like guzzling no we were sober the whole time but we because you too deep in your heart there is a I'm cuddling a, I'm a, I'm a rule follower. Goody two shoes. That's right. Yeah, I, I follow, I, I've broken them free as much as I can. Uh-huh. You don't go into library science because you don't give a shit about the rules. This, that yeah. is very true. And I think it's an amazing balance, too. It is true. It is true. But yeah, we went and we traveled. We followed The Cure on like 19 shows across the United States. And every single show we went to, somebody brought up The Grateful Dead and told us that Jerry Fing- Garcia was missing a finger. <laughs> Every single person, every single town. And this is like 1987 goths everywhere. And somebody would be like, oh my God, you mean like the Grateful Dead? Like, no, No, like the Grateful Dead, like the cure. Like opposite of the Grateful Dead. (laughs) 
I think Jerry Garcia had just died also. Jerry Garcia died uh, in 1995. Oh, 95. Yeah. So he wasn't dead yet. Okay. Yeah, Because right. this was 87. Mm-hmm. 87 is when Touch of Grey came Touch out. Of, that's right. Ah, we'll get by. Which I liked that song. It's a pretty good song. It is a pretty good song. Yes. So, in the 1980s, when all of the boomers turned 40. Yes. The first generation. 30-something was a hit show. 30-something was a hit show. And all the first generation boomers turned 40. Nostalgia hit. Them in the head like a baseball bat. And dead concerts became an official shit show. Mm. Many thousands of people would gather outside of the show, which they're now doing it. Right. Not just. like Oakland Stadium now. They would gather outside the show to do drugs, join a cult, sell veggie burritos, but... Get an STD. Along with that came, like, riots. In 1995, which is the year Jerry Garcia died, there was a straight-up fucking riot outside one of their shows in Indianapolis. Mm. Later in the evening, like, the show started... And later in the evening, once you're hitting your second set and all the fucking drums, right? And everybody's like, tab of acid. Just Uh to fuck. The deadheads without tickets scaled the fence, broke down the barricades, and flooded the the show. Flooded the venue. Cops were there. And this wasn't just at this concert. Uh huh. But this is one of them. Yes, this is one of them. Cops were there, like, straight up in their fucking tight pants. Right, their cop outfits. And cop outfits with the hats, with their billy clubs, cracking skulls, arresting people who are whacked out of their mind on drinking drugs. This prompted the dead to write the squarest letter in all of rock and roll. Of rock and roll history. (laughs) Begging their fans... To follow the rules. <gasps> the end. This is the end. <laughs> Beautiful friend. So here's some oh, some some jabs. Let's right. hear some squares. Quote, if you don't have a ticket, don't come. Which is a practice that they always encourage because they were like, yeah, just show hang up. outside. Quote, this is a music concert, not a free-for-all party. Since when? Correct. Since when? This is nothing but a free-for-all party. This is nothing but a fucking nude man. Nude man. Are on the stage with you. With, also, children. (laughs) Who are there? While you take acid and noodle. Exactly. (laughs) Don't sell stuff. What? This encourages people without tickets to show up. People always sold stuff at the shows. Yeah. They sold their fucking veggie burritos. They and sold their tie dyes. Uh, they sold fucking whatever they yes, had. Yes, yes, People show up and act like idiots. They think yes. they think this is just a party to get as trashed as possible at. Sick. It is. We're supposed to be about higher consciousness, not drunken stupidity. Since when? It's up to you deadheads <laughs> to educate the people to pressure them into acting like deadheads instead of maniacs they can only get away with this shit if you let them if you are not part of the solution you are part of Of the the problem problem. oh my god this is the grossest sellout in the history of rock and roll obscene and i will give jerry garcia and his pathological avoidance of rules and telling people and no. conflict yeah and conflict jerry garcia was like 
I'm not signing that shit. Good for him. Well, I That's the, the best thing. The, Jerry Garcia also died that year. <laughs> so, like, I would rather die than allow my concerts to become this the like, rest, corporate bullshit. The rest of the band signed it up. They read it out loud. And you will not be surprised to learn that the deadheads were like, fuck, fuck you. you. The, oh, oh, God. Hey, fascist. Yeah, and they were like, if you want to keep you know, following the dead Dead tour. You need to make sure that these fucking scalawags aren't there to ruin it for everyone. Right, don't let people sell stuff and just come in. And just come in with that drunken party attitude. It's like, why do you think I'm here, douchebag? They they turned into horrific boomers all at once. They did. They they went over the boomer edge. I'm getting my next paragraph. Here we go. Okay. So... Jerry Garcia died in rehab in 1995. And oh. this is really crazy because in the documentary that I watched, at the very beginning of the documentary, um, they talked to a woman named Bridget. Her name was like Barbara Bridget something. All right. And she was Jerry Garcia's like high school girlfriend. Okay. She bought him his first guitar when... when they wow. were 15. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And, like a Sears guitar. Yeah, it was like a Sears guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's a guitar, and, I mean. and she And she was like a, I don't know, I just want to say like a Bonnie Bell model. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was a teenage model and she's very pretty and they dated. And there's a, and then she saw um, Breathless. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the Jean-Luc Godard. Yeah. Jean-Luc Godard and she wanted a Gene Seberg haircut. She wanted a short haircut. Uh-huh. So Jerry Garcia cut her hair with nail scissors. Oh, and wow. And she said that, she's like, I didn't, that was the end oh. of my modeling. That was it. Oh. And, and there's a picture of the two of them who are literally like riding the tunnel of love at Disneyland. Aww. And then she said that Jerry got super into the banjo and bluegrass and she's like, I'm bored as fuck. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sit and listen to you noodle. I, that's exactly evening. what she said. She's like, I, I'm I'm 17. Yeah. Fuck this music. Bye. I'm sorry. I lived with dad while he was learning the mandolin. It's difficult. <laughs> it really is. Uh, uh, Especially uh, since God bless dad. He didn't actually learn the mandolin. Uh, he's learned a few songs. He's learned a few songs. So, in... Sorry. I want to say nine... Since Jerry Garcia died in 95, maybe in 93. Yes. Jerry Garcia, who was burned out from touring constantly, constantly for thirty years, for thirty years doing all of the fucking drugs, all of the drugs every time, and feeling the weight of responsibility on having not only the huge band but like all of their old ladies, all of their kids, yes. the 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 roadies who had to establish this 32 foot high Marshall yes. stacks, a lot of people's paychecks rested on his shoulders. Rested on his shoulders, yeah. which is huge. And if you're smart, if you have like a modicum of intelligence and responsibility, then you feel that pressure. You do feel that pressure, yeah. but also he never in the past was like I need to stop. Yeah. You know, it's like self-care. Yeah, it is. So, it's like, we could take a year off and, re- okay, no. No. Like six months off. A month off. Fuck. So, Jerry Garcia in, before 1995, was living with a woman and had children with a woman, but then he called up Bridget and was like, I want to go with you. 
And she was a Buddhist. And he was like, I want to be a Buddhist. And so he went with her. And they, like, scuba'd. And she's like, it was great. Uh It was wonderful. And she's like, I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. You know, I really didn't know what he was doing. And Mm. at one point, he was like, let's get married. And she's like, okay. But it turned out he was really just using her as a sort of like for therapy yeah kind of yeah yeah therapy um i want out of my life i want i want out of my i want to go back to whenever i was 16 years old and we were riding on the tunnel and it was easy and it was easy Yeah. yeah and he did that and then they were sort of together for a while and then he kind of went to her and was like we're done. Bye. And she's like, I th- hey. thought we were doing this. He's like, no, I was using you for therapy. Yes, I was using you for therapy. And now I'm I'm using using. Yeah. Again. And yeah. I'm and I'm back in therapy. So he died in rehab in 1995. Also severe complications from diabetes. I was going to say he was also a diabetic. That's something yeah. else we heard from every single person along the road. Oh. Garcia only had three fingers. He was a diabetic. He was a diabetic, which is bad, but it was also even worse or bad by the fact that in being in the Grateful Dead, you can only smoke so much pot and smoke so much and do do so much acid until you're like smoking heroin because that's your fucking job. And like gateway drugs are real for people. Yes, yes. Weed is not a gateway drug for everybody, Mm -hmm. but there are certain persons for for whom it is. For addicts. Yes, for addicts. addicts. So anyway. Since 1995, there have been a number of reunions by surviving members in different combinations. They've all got solo albums. In the documentary, the surviving members are all rich white White. boomers with tooth caps Uh talking about freedom and shit. Bob Weir conducted his interview... From the floor of his beautiful blonde wood home studio that he said he built after he re- released his first solo album. Uh-huh. He sat in a lotus position on a cushion and drank yerba mata from a gourd. An actual gourd. Later, a gourd, a sweetie. A gourd, sweetie. Uh, a gourd. Later he got in his Tesla and drove to a fucking field where he could suck his own dick. That's, yes, exactly. And that, my friends, is the end <laughs> of the Grateful Dead. Of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> and the Deadheads, because we're not joining the Grateful Dead. And we're not joining the Deads. I'm almost like, I don't, I hate the band more than the fans, but yeah. I also hate the fans because they love the band. Because they love the band. <laughs> and if you love that band, there's got to be something wrong with you. Band, so fuck you. So here are my sources. Okay. There was Long Strange Trip, which was the fucking six-part documentary on Amazon Prime. There is another documentary on Netflix, Netflix called, I think, The Other Guys, which I started to watch thinking it was a documentary about The Grateful Dead, but it, it turns out it was a, a fucking Ferrell documentary thing. about Bob fucking Weir. Just him. Lotus position. <laughs> Fuck him. 
Um, there were the vis- village voice articles that I read. Mm-hmm. There was an article on jambase.com called <laughs> Deadheads Crash Fence During Grateful Dead Concert at Deer Creek on this date 25 Deer Creek, years Oklahoma? Ago. No, it was in Indianapolis. Oh, on this date 25 yep. years ago by Andy Kahn, July 2nd, 2020. And there is Wikipedia. That is fantastic. So here are here. Uh, all right. I'm ready. Fucking Grateful Dead. Is there a hat? Yes. There's also a keychain and a faded shitty tattoo and merch out the ass. But also maybe you're fucking naked. Right? No, I'm not naked because I bought a sixty-five dollar tie-dyed T-shirt. That's right. It's large enough to be worn as a dress, mm-hmm. and also you're wearing like a little like fucking Bob Marley hat. Am, am I wearing a Bob Marley hat, or am I wearing a straight up native headdress? <laughs> Maybe. As long as you know whatever you think above. is more culturally appropriate. Okay, I, 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 both are both inappropriate. What you I'm doing is that. scoring this low because there's not an official hat. Well, because okay. it's shit. That's I mean, right. you just score it low because it sucks plus ass. Because it's shit. Yeah. How much is this going to cost? Wait. Oh, sorry. What's oh. on the agenda? Drugs and shitty music. <laughs> Noodling. <laughs> Most importantly, <laughs> shitty music. Noodling. Zero. Fucking <laughs> 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 worse. Oh, yeah. Am I going to get hazed? Purple hazed. <laughs> if, a bit purple hazed. If you're lucky. I'm down for that, so I'm going to give it a higher score. All right, we'll give it a, we'll give it a six. How much is this going to cost? I don't know. How much can you fucking panhandle? Well, and you're... No, I'm not panhandling because I'm a trust fund baby. Also it's going to spin... I'm just going out on the festival circuit. So it's going to cost me a lot of money that I already have. Correct. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait. Have, I have to think of my score right here. <laughs> I wish you had your actual guitar in here, Brian. It would just be like... <laughs> it's right over there. Okay, hang on. I just have to think about how much this is going to cost. Okay. Okay. Non-white. Wow. There may oh be African American deadheads out there, and I'm there. Got there to, probably there are. Got to be There's got to be DOC deadheads of exactly. color. <laughs> I know, and I know that African Americans have never been banned. From Deadhead fandom. That's true. Okay. So. There oh, yeah. are not a lot of brothers featured They're in not the banned, documentary footage. But they're brighter than that, I think. <laughs> in the documentary footage. Right. And okay. also, I have to ask, what kind of brother? <laughs> Just go in there. Just go in there. So uh, I'll get them to... top points because you know they would be welcome. That's true. That is true. They would be welcome. It is. They are not forbidden. There's, no. I'm sure that anybody being racist would be you're like, dude, man, yeah, that's so uncool. Absolutely not. Yes. Absolutely that's not. That's true. So and, and you know, every single person at a dead end concert would have voted for Obama if Three for times. a third term <laughs> if they could. That have. is very true. Correct. Gotcha. You can be sure that the dead also. No. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So, is this a legit organization or a drinking club? No, it's drugs. It's a drugs club. It's, so it's not a drinking drugs. club, but it's a drugs club. It's a drugs club. Um, fucking Pigpen, who died in 73, <laughs> drank himself to death. Aww. I know, which is sad, but everyone was like, dude, if you just done all the fucking drugs, I was going to say, you'd have been fine, but Pig, smoke instead, okay? If you just it's done like acid until you were like, insufferable, it would have been great. Here's my fucking pint glass. Um, okay. So... Uh, anybody famous? Hang on. Oh, sorry. Just a second. Is, I'm trying to figure out so uh, so many drugs. 
Yeah, it's a drug club for shits rando. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, what? Do it. Hang on. Secret secret symbols handshake song. Fucking all of it. Yes. All of it. There's so many songs. (laughs) All of it. There's symbols. There's a handshake. There's a whole thing. Like, if there's a song, a Deadhead song called, or at least has the lyrics, is I Need a Miracle. Uh So if you're outside the concert and you need a ticket, you hold up a sign. It says, I I Need a Miracle. miracle. So it is. That could give you a ticket or possibly acid. (laughs) Uh, Look, yeah. Yeah. All all of the above. Crabs. Crabs, defo crabs. Mm-hmm. So crab cakes, even. Oh, ew! Anybody famous? Pause. Al Franken, Al Gore, oh. Whoopi Goldberg, George Railroad Martin, Carlos uh. Santana, Nancy Pelosi, Mario Batali, and Ann Coulter are but a few. Oh wow! Self proclaimed deadheads. Ann Coulter needs to be beaten to death by a whole bunch of naked men who just jumped off a Cor- stack of marshmallows. Ann Coulter needs to be put in a plastic box in Times Square and ignored. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. So that's a bunch. Yes, that's a roller coaster. Yes, I'm putting them the solid in the middle. Hell. Yes, famous and. Is this going to be about Jesus? Bitch, I almost wish wanted, it was. Wanted it to be. Yeah, no, this will not be. Well, but no, it is. Because you know, like, Jesus was a Capricorn who ate organic food. So you know there's a lot of... <laughs> but it... Or it's also... Jerry Garcia is the fucking prophet. Also and true. his voice... Guitar is the That's voice true. of God. That's okay. true. All right. And I That's don't know a, how to score it. Well, it depends on who you ask. But That's true. I, I think largely it is It is more not about Jesus. It's more than not it about, about Jesus, Jesus than it is about Jesus. I don't know. Which true. gives it a That's higher score. Too. Okay. Does it? I don't know. Uh, middle score. I look, I, I have no idea. I just need to like it score not high. Okay. Yes. Okay. Look, Are we nap time? Okay. Shit. Yeah. So I got to. Oh. Yeah, hang okay. on. I gotta write down all my numbers just a second. Okay, I got my numbers here. What are the numbers for? Shut up. So that she can add them. She's not gonna do it in her head. Shit. Oh, oh, I thought you didn't write down your numbers. No, the first I wrote time. them down, like, but they're. Man, I've already forgotten all of them. Man, I printed on both sides of the page. I got three man. pages of numbers looking at me here, and I oh don't know God. if this is a five or an uh, eight. We'll get by. We're both calling each other man. Like the sickness is inside. We'll turn of it us. up, man. Is it free to wreck me? So the other thing in this six-part Grateful Dead documentary, there is a dude who was a roadie that sounds exactly like the Freedom Rock <laughs> Turn it up, man. Turn it up, man. Turn it up, man. The Freedom Rock man. Turn it up, man. Five, okay. ten. One, two, ten, three, seven, four, 19, five, six, seven. 20, Are there only seven 21. questions? Yes. Okay, okay. Shh. Okay. One. Twenty-one. Shit. Okay, that's 26. seven. That's 5, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 10, that's 12, 14, oh shit, that's 12 plus 9, that's a lot, 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, and then, oh shit, and then there's, I got 40, and then, oh shit, and then there's, I got 48, okay, so, that's 88, 88, Woo! Get get eighty-eight, and I feel like that has another meaning, but I can't remember right now. Uh, that's um, a white it's actually the Hitler. That's, okay, that's what it is. They do oh, not get that. Okay, no, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, wait, wait, no. Rewind. The uh, Grateful Dead were totes cool with the Hell's Angels because since they were in Northern California touring uh-huh. and they had a lot yeah. of fucking drugs, okay. the Hell's Angels came Helped out. Them. 
And with the Hells Angels quickly proved that they were no fucking good, especially after Altamont, Altamont happened. You. Jerry Garcia did some interviews and he was like, I mean, who can we blame for that? Well, I know. We can't well, blame them for that. Can't we? Yeah. I'm just going to say that uh, earlier in last in the first, in the Sweet 16, Erin had the Hells Angels and she called me early in the week as like, I cannot fucking do this club because they just kill people. Correct. So there you go, <laughs> Hells so Angels. So what I'm saying is Early the Grateful fun. Dead were ace okay with the Hells Angels because they were fucking living free and doing drugs. Okay, there we go. Oh, live free do drugs that was a God. lesser known uh, Bruce Willis film it was yeah it was, it was yeah. yeah okay Brian um, I, I have I have something I really I, I need to input here do if there are any fans of the webcomic Akewood you probably already know what I'm talking about <laughs> yes. any chochachos out there however uh, Jedediah for example Jedediah already knows what I'm talking about here Jedediah um but if you go to akewood.com, you if you've not heard of it, uh, you will find a really great webcomic uh, for the most part. And uh, the February 28th, 2008 strip is about the Grateful Dead, and it's so good. And I, like, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the, the line from it that has always stuck with me about the Grateful Dead <laughs> is the sound of eight confused men being paid. <laughs> And there you have there the deadheads. And and it is also was the like there's dead. two drummers, but nobody cares. You know, <laughs> one time they had two drummers and they didn't even realize. It. They didn't even realize two fucking drummers, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, Grateful Dead. <laughs> ah. Okay, uh, it's halftime. It's halftime. So we Bruh. need to if, uh, do not vent. Do not vent. If you do not have a ticket, do, do not, not come. come in. You need to put your electronics in a plastic bag for the show that's coming up. I'll just let you know. Squeaky's out by the air conditioner, and if you want to unleash chaos, that is on you. No, they haven't seen her. They haven't seen her for like a week. No, really? Yeah, While we no. were in Colorado, Squeaky's vanished? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, shit. she's not where she was. I mean, I, I will say that the night cleanup staff have been hearing some scuttling sounds that sound like they're coming Ooh, to the vents. Up, she's up in the vents. Uh, yeah, I don't okay, know. Well. I don't want this to turn into uh, like the maybe center has eyes situation with Squeaky. We, we... Um, it's definitely going to turn into that. <laughs> We I'm have no sorry. control over this, Aaron. Squeaky is her <laughs> own person, okay? If there's squeaky. one person we have no control over, it's definitely Squeaky. It's Squeaky. We'll survive. I did. I like that song. I did. Welcome back. Oh, you thought that Yahoa 13 gave us a long <laughs> halftime show, ladies Absolutely and gentlemen. not. That one took years. This one is welcome back from our longest halftime show. Please remember as we launch into the second half, but not the second quarter, once again, electronics need to be in a plastic bag. If you brought a change of clothes, you'll need to get them out and put them under your seat. I'm fucking serious, you guys. You need to prep. I'm not lying. This is like... This is it. This, you think this is going to be a Gallagher concert with watermelons, but you are wrong. You are in the splash zone no matter where no. you are. It includes all splash. It's, it's all the splash zone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So, Aaron, I have a question for you. Oh, God, I am ready. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> magnets? How do they work? <laughs> it's, I don't know. And you know what? The Grateful Dead never asked that fucking question. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, yes. I got to pause right here. Yes. One more thing about the Grateful Dead. A positive thing. A positive thing. In 1992, the 1992 Olympics, which were, I believe were in Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, the Lithuanian basketball, basketball team made it to the Olympics and they had they qualified they qualified for the Olympics and they had like no fucking money to get there they had no money for uniforms, uniforms they anything fucking made it and the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia said we are sponsoring the Lithuanian we'll basketball team. you they paid their travel expenses which were seriously like five thousand dollars yeah a pitiful amount nothing to the Grateful Dead and everything to the team uh-huh and, and cool. they designed, uh, I can't remember the guy who designed their uniforms, uh-huh. but they were fucking boss. They were tie-dyed. Like, tie-dyed with like a skeleton with the rose crown, like dunking a ball. Dunking a ball. And the that was the first year that the, the dream team. The, one of the biggest Olympic dick moves by the U.S., I have to really say. It really was. It's like, oh, it's all about amateur athletes. Jim Thorpe, your medals are fucked because you played like 2A ball. Meanwhile, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, David John Robinson. Stockton. John, yeah, yeah, everybody. Everyone here is a millionaire. Everyone here is a millionaire. And not in any way an amateur athlete. any way an amateur athlete. Oh, Fuck they you. won. Wow. Amazing. What a great victory. But the Lithuanian team mm-hmm. played yes, the they dream played them. team and got, I think they got a silver medal or maybe a bronze medal. Still. Amazing. Yes. And the and the dead sponsored their team and they had amazing uniforms and it was a feel good it was a feel good story. So yay. Good yay. job the Grateful dead. Good job. Dead. Grateful dead. Do the Grateful Dead know how magnets work? Like, None of them admitted I, it. I, they don't fucking care, dude. They don't care. I also don't know how magnets work. And I I'm okay with that. Suspect that there are two people on this planet that who 100% for sure do not know how magnets work. It is Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J, the two gents who am, is, are, was, and were the insane clown posse. Yes! Leader of the band that birthed our next group, the Juggalos. <laughs> Fuck yes. yes. There was a guy on a juggalo. Guy on a juggalo. A guy on a juggalo. I would Watch honestly rather meet at the circle K. in a parking lot with a guy who said magnets, how do they work? Rather than like, oh man, sugar magnolia. <laughs> you know. None of these dudes have ever drunk yerba mate from a gourd. Let me tell you. In the you. lotus position in their Tesla. Fuck them. Anyway. On the camera. So, the Insane Clown Posse, yes. often abbreviated ICP, Correct. is an American hip-hop duo composed of... It's just two of them? It's just, they have other people, it's but two? it's mostly just Violent J. I assume Joseph that a, Bruce. I just assume that a posse is more, probably because the movie Posse starring Mario. Well, Mimbles, there's, there's others know. in the posse, but the main music makers are Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope. Sounds you know, like, a posse is as many people as it needs to be. That's right. right. That's right. It sounds like someone's... In charge. Ooh. I, they're in charge. They are in charge. They and it, they are here to make money, and they are in charge, but it's still a family. Because actually, we cannot join this club. No. Because it's can. not a club. It's a family. Correct. Okay. It's, it's like Fast and Furious, but right. different. Do, right. do anybody in ICP know the first drifters who invented drifting? 
Bitch, they might. They might. <laughs> they might. Fuck you guys. So anyway, anyway. Founded in Detroit in 1989, Insane Clown Posse performs a style of hardcore hip hop known as horrorcore. Okay. And they are known for their elaborate live performances. They have earned two platinum and five gold albums. Good job. ICP songs center thematically on the mythology of the Dark Carnival, a metaphoric limbo in which the lives of the dead are judged by several entities. Oh, wow. The Dark Carnival is elaborated oh. through a series of stories called the Joker Cards. Okay. Tell, expressed in song, uh-huh. each of which offers a specific lesson designed to change the evil ways of the listeners. Okay, this is like already way more organized than the dead. I will I'm say, okay. and I think I say later, but I will say right here. They have an extremely elaborate mythology that is expressed lyrically, graphically, performatively. There's a lot. I will also give a thousand times more credit to musicians from Detroit talking about shit than like, we're from Northern California, motherfucker. Let's have fun. It's like, no, we have shit to say. That's true. They're rappers and don't play any instruments, but that, that that's just info. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, rapping is hard, dude. Rapping, rapping is, hard. is hard. Rapping is hard. Proper rapping is hard. Uh-huh. People think they can do it, but you really oh, can't. Oh, no. Definitely Sometimes I drink I'm enough like... and I think I can do it. And you cannot. And I, I will jump ahead and say that... Um, I watched a lot of stuff and I made dad watch a lot of juggle stuff. Yes. And two things we watched were a web dude called Joe and it was Joe goes to the gathering of the juggalos and then Joe goes to the juggalo march on Washington I'll get there yeah. and, oh that's right yeah. right Brilliant juggalo march oh, oh baby oh, just you wait yes. just you wait and, but this guy enters in the gathering of the juggalos he goes to the like freestyle rap competition mm-hmm. and he ends up winning <gasps> yeah and it's Whoa. really funny because the the guy that he goes up against in the end is just like he's like you're short and you're white and he comes back because the other guy's white too yeah. but he's like you're short and you're white and the other <laughs> Joe comes back and just like fucking destroys him it's like <laughs> your mama didn't think I was short when she was sucking my dick <laughs> yes yeah so yeah, you have to come correct to that shit yeah, you can't you can't fake it in a rap competition no, no you can't but anyway anyway god anyway. I wish if I had a superpower it would be to like always throw down in a rap battle <laughs> my super like I whenever I think about how my superpowers I want, I mm-hmm. I always want to be able to sing great. Oh yeah, I always want to be able to step up and deliver a blistering rendition of whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess that bleeds over to the, right. If I have to like suddenly rap battle, that if would be I part could of suddenly it. rap battle about being a fucking Girl Scout <laughs> who went to John Marshall, <laughs> I will. I will. thank you. It's Sunday. I once rap battled a student of mine when I taught seventh grade, and yeah. I beat him. But so there you go. <laughs> nice my best he was good we liked each other his name was lafayette player his uh goal for was, real yes his goal was to become uh mayor of oklahoma city so he'd be known as mayor player <laughs> legend oh, that's goals yeah. exactly that goals. and we had a rap battle one time very like good naturedly mm-hmm. and we were out- as i was also his teacher <laughs> right and we were outside and i had on sunglasses and for his penultimate rap he said something to me about looking like ray charles and i said if that's your comeback, then hit the road, Jack. Oh, and the kids burst oh, into applause, and I won. Screaming. Yes, there that was go. the sort of thing where it's like, high five, high five, high five, Ah, God, good, good, good. And okay. the crowd went so, wild. Yeah, uh, the crowd went wild. Okay, they are still, trying to get through paragraph okay, one. Yes. Okay, but we're rapping. Yes. 
Uh, okay. Because yes, as you will learn, despite lyrics like, quote, I'm hating sluts, shoot them in the face, step back, itch my nuts, and place them in the sack because I fuck so hard I'll break their back. ICP are born-again evangelical Christians. Oh. And the stated point of their musical careers are to get their fans right with God and on the path to heaven. Are you serious? Their fans Whoa. were surprised, too. We'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Uh, clearly. Yes. Wow. So... Well, Violet, you know, whatever gets you behaving well. Continue. Violet Day and Shaggy Two Dope met in Oak Park, a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. And along with uh, Two Dope's brother, John, and a friend, they wrestled. They built a wrestling ring in one uh, of them's backyard and started wrestling. Mm -hmm. And listening to hip-hop music while they, like, tried their smackdowns match, on each other. Match. This is a while ago, so this is, like, Hulkamania shit. They tried to build wrestling careers, which didn't really pan out. Yeah, it takes time. So. Yeah. Violet J, but you have to be big and strong and like fit. A actually, an athlete that's they, dedicated yes. to your craft. <laughs> yes, wrestlers are athletes. They're entertainers, but that does not mean that they are no. not athletes. <laughs> Correct. So they tried to build themselves wrestling careers, didn't really pan out. Violet J became frustrated with the backstage politics of wrestling uh, and yeah. started to search for, which means like nobody was giving them gigs, I guess. Correct, exactly. So he and his pal performed hip hop music at local nightclubs using, you know, Violet J, Too Dope, and their other friend was John Kickass. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Kick Jazz. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. Uh, and the, under the name of their gang, the Inner City Posse, ICP. Oh, I see. They needed a manager, so they got a friend who's a record store owner named Alex Abyss. Ooh. And together, they all established the Psychopathic Records label. Mm -hmm. And this is in 1991. Oh, okay. Yes. They kept making gangster rap songs under the name Inner City Posse, but they weren't getting much traction. No. Because in 1991, there was Detroit, a lot of gangster rap going on. Yes. And sorry, y'all. Y'all know. No. And the De so Detroit scene was pretty tight. These white boys did not distinguish uh, themselves no. enough. Eight Mile did not happen until many years later. Oh, we're coming to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Uh, yes, so they started, they didn't, the gangster rap, you know, trying to rap about their crimes was not happening. <laughs> so they, no, because they weren't committing they any They were not crime. committing any crimes. Backyard wrestling is a crime. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're falling down all in the grime. And, like no. and, the, and then the DJs are like, we will not play your Absolutely record. Absolutely not, sir. So they started rapping in a style called horrorcore, okay. which is hard to say. Like the rural juror. The rural juror. Horrorcore. Which is about macabre, grotesque violence as opposed to street-based business violence. <laughs> business? Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my microphone fell down. Superstar. I was too busy making business cards for me to say Aaron Byrne business violence. <laughs> Business my business card says Amanda Clay since 1969. <laughs> my, my business card says Aaron Byrne. Please stop talking. Please stop. Just hand it to them. Stop talking. Please stop talking. <clears throat> since so, 1969. Since 1969. Good, uh, the good. guys were agreement in unanimous agreement to switch to the horror core, but they were also in unanimous agreement that they would never openly rap about Satan. I don't know why. Because they're Christians. God, okay, so, wow. This whole Christian... You've got a lot to learn. I'm on page Jesus one. Jesus Christ, yes. is this going to be like, about let, Jesus? Let, we'll find out. 
I think we just found out. After the change in musical style, the group decided it needed a new name because they're not the inner city pot, like pretended to be gangsters no. anymore. They kept their ICP initials. Natch. And, branding. Right. And so... Uh, uh, <laughs> Violet J had a dream of a clown oh, running around oh. in Detroit, which became an inspiration for their new name, the Insane Clown Posse. Okay. Uh-huh. Actually, he probably just saw a clown running Quite around possibly. in Detroit. Just saw it running around. Uh, entirely possible. Yes. <laughs> so the group decided that they would all don face paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <clears throat> and then again... After returning home that night, after making this decision, Violent J had another dream in which, quote, spirits traveling in a carnival appeared to him. And this would become the basis for their dark carnival mythology. By the prigging of my thumbs, something something wicked wicked this way comes. And detailed in all their Joker card series. I have to pause again and say that for two Detroit Wastoids, they have an elaborate symbology and delivery system. Well, God bless those guys. They thought a lot about this. Who did their fucking like comic Yes, wrestling, wrestling. Well, if they're wrestlers, then they'll know. Like all wrestlers have backstories. They do. It's uh a soap Mm -hmm. opera. It's a soap opera. So they put that in there. They're like moms were watching their stories, and and they were like, "I'm going to be like the Victor Kiriakis of wrestling." They made albums over the years, sold a lot in that buy our CD after the show kind of way. From time to time, they were assigned to more major level labels, but then the out- mainstream outlets didn't really know how to handle them, and they would kept being dropped, and their events canceled because they're like, Island Records signed us. Oh, wait, y'all are like an insane clown posse. And yeah. they're like, yeah, it's right there in the name, okay? I, that's a, that's insane. I, like, honestly, not no shade on their craft or anything, but like, I cannot imagine a label being like, yep, you're right, this is cool. This is it. Oh, wh- I can't imagine a label deciding that, and then like pretending they didn't know no yeah it was like fucking look at them okay this is also like 91 yeah so it's yeah yeah uh one of my favorite stories is when a young unknown rapper named eminem was trying to get people to come to an early event that he was emceeing he was not a powwow emcee at the fair hey uh, hey no uh He made a flyer for the event and said on the flyer that ICP might be playing and he literally wrote the word might play Eminem, then an unloaned yokel MC, approached Violent J. Yokel MC. Yokel MC. Handed him a flyer advertising <clears throat> the release party for the Slim Shady EP. Jay asked why Eminem was promoting a possible ICP appearance without fun first contacting the group. Correct. Eminem said, it says maybe. Maybe you'll be there. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Are you guys coming to the party? And Jay threw a fit. Fuck no, I'm not coming to your party. fucking not. No. Yes. But you got to ride in my fucking clown shoes coattails. But you got to also give Eminem. Moxie. It's fucking Moxie. It is. It is. And Eminem gets credit for being like, hey. I know. Yes. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. They might be. I have a complicated relationship with Eminem. uh, But then Violent J said that Eminem would attack them in radio interviews. And Violent J and Two Dope made a song called Slim Anus. Oh. Uh, yeah, and from the twisted 1997 debut album, Most Tasteless, and they 
released a parody of My Name Is called Slim Anus. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Then Eminem later released a skit on his album, the Marshall Mathers LP, depicting members of the Insane Clown Posse having sex with the fictional homosexual Ken Caniff. In the skit, Caniff asks uh, Shaggy Too Dope to say my name, and when Shaggy replies Eminem, he is angered and leaves. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, this. so there's like, you know, there's, I mean, these are, these are white straight guys and there's a lot of like, you're a faggot. No, you're a faggot kind of bullshit yeah. going on. Yeah. In 1988, uh, no, Eight, excuse, eight? no, in 1998, <laughs> okay, I was like, uh, an entire tour bus full of band and entourage got into a fight with the patrons of an Indiana waffle house, which I also like that. <laughs> Wow. Just like all of them. It's like rumble. Everyone in the Waffle House versus everyone okay, on the I tour bus. I mean, say, like the people in the Waffle House are also there to fight. It's, right. They, the people in the Waffle House were just there in the middle of the night. America's place to eat. America's place to fight. To rumble. Well, yeah, like the story a few years ago where somebody tried to rob it and then like the, the fry cook busted the out their own The dishwasher is like, I got my gat. And bitch, jumped out. over the counter and busted them all. Uh, ICP is known for their elaborate concert concert performances. In Marley Brant's book *Tales from the Rock and Roll Highway*, they just uh, Violet J describes a typical performance: we toss out, kick out, shoot out into the crowd about three to four hundred two-liter bottles of Fago at every show. We bring with us monsters, dancing clowns, girls, trampolines, pure madness to the show to the stage. Shaggy and I know that without all that crazy shit going on, we're two more idiots walking back and forth and rapping on the stage. ICP has always been. Fuck keeping it real. We're keeping it entertaining. I, I give mean, that a lot to be so much credit. Yes. I give that so much credit. <clears throat> yes. That said. That I don't con- want to go to their show. That concert experience sounds repugnant, and I would rather go to a dead show. But I like these guys better so far. I do, too. On a website called fagolovers.net, which I have been to. shit. They advise first-time concert goers to find a friend who's been there before. Also true. Always like, good, good for everything. Yes, also good. Bring a change of clothes and keep your electronics in a sealed plastic bag. <laughs> Bring a lot of changes <laughs> of clothes. Because you're going to be getting sprayed with Fago. And I'll talk more about Fago oh in a minute. Oh, my God. I just think of, like, all the bees. What if I were at a dead show and I was just like sprayed by hummingbird feeder fluid? (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Unfortunately, the group was unable to bring the large amounts of Fago they need for their concerts on their European tours. Why? Because Europe is a no, 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 no. It's better than that. Because they wanted to bring so much that they believed that they were going to sell it, which was a violation of trade laws. And they had to explain. Fucking EU, We're bitch. not selling it. We're not selling yes. Oh, God. As a result, result the group's the European record label purchased similar quantities of cheap soda and made fake Fago stickers to oh label my God. the bottle. I want to know what that is. I know. What's the cheapest? Uh, I will it's, ask. It's Gabby. Fago with the E-A-U-S. Yes, there we go. Okay, Gabby, you're our you're our voice on the ground in Poland. What is okay. the cheapest soda you can buy in the Europe? Che- the cheapest fruit soda. I mean. Yeah, it's all like grape and pineapple flavored. Uh-huh. It's not, I mean, I don't know. There's like Dr. Fago or something. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Quote grape unquote. <laughs> Shit. According to Two Dope, this craziness, they weren't regular two liter bottles. They were just another amount, like a half a liter or a liter and a half. And over there, their plastic bottles are thinner and lighter. And when you're doing what we do with them, that makes a world of difference. No! 
During a performance in England, Jay, Violet Jay, recounts that he, quote, rocketed one of them bottles off my foot and that motherfucker shot straight up and out like a guided Patriot missile to the disco ball right above the crowd. Yeah! The bottle nailed the disco ball and came falling down on some English kid's head. We must have knocked out 15 or 20 people flat out cold on that show. Shaggy and I both had black eyes. <laughs> but then... Yeah, uh-oh. In 2010, Tragedy. they released a song called Thy Unveiling. Uh-oh. Which spelt out uh. the de- re- revelation of their religious beliefs beyond all doubt. Okay, here's the... Okay. I'm gonna rap for you. Yes! It. Fuck it, we gotta tell. All secrets will now be told. No more hidden messages. Truth is, we follow God. We've always been behind him. The carnival is God. And any y'all juggalos find him, we're not sorry that we tricked you. This news shook the Juggalo community to its core. I fucking bet. Because there is nothing like going into something you think is cool and ultimately realizing it's about Jesus. That's the fucking Baptist student union pizza. Right there. Free pizza. Free pizza. (laughs) Assholes. What's like when you watch, what, Menace to Society? There's like one of the most violent, upsetting movies ever, but then there's like one scene in the middle where the murderous gangsters end up at somebody's grandpa's house who was telling him about Jesus, and you're just like, oh, I feel sorry for you for a minute. Dude, (laughs) listen, I could do a whole fucking podcast on Menace to Society. That's true. Um, I have a lot of feelings about it, and I'm like, I'm not even kidding. (laughs) No. So this news shook the Juggalo community to its core. And while some fans claimed that they'd had an inkling deciphering hidden messages, others said they felt deeply betrayed and outraged. I fucking bet. However, when you talk about the people who have the inkling, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they have the inkling because it's all about Fago, which which isn't, it's not booze. It's not booze. That's true. They, they, They take a lot of drugs. Uh, <laughs> what I've just been in- innocently enjoying Look, these I'm, songs. About- what I'm saying is, butt sex isn't virginity. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's also true. Yeah, Noted. these guys are innocently trying to listen to songs about chopping up people and shooting women. But this has been Christian rock all along. I'm so betrayed. Well, that's what Jesus was all about. Uh, Christianity is never <clears throat> blanched in the Jeez. face of misogyny. Let's talk. Their about most that. audacious Christian song to date is called Miracles. Which starts out with the which starts off with like before they start rapping, there's like a spoken line which just says, "There's magic all up in this bitch," and then they <laughs> sing a song where they list God's wonders that delight them every day. Oh yes, hot lava, snow, rain, and fog, long necked giraffes and pet cats and dogs, fucking rainbows after it rains. There's enough miracles here to blow your brains. And the song climaxes with them railing against the very concept of science. Fucking magnets? How do they work? I don't want to talk to scientists. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. Oh, shit. That is... That is look, oh, my God. I am like... I thought that they were just asking magnets how do they work because we don't know. No. Magnets, it's how do all they work? about God's miracles. It's all- no, it's yes. It Science is. has explicit explanations for it. Well, and many... Uh, I, all the things I watched and read... Jay and Two Dope and all Juggalos will tell you they do not want to hear anybody else explain to them how magnets work. <laughs> Fucking digs. Oh my God. That's all right. My mind is blown right now. Uh, it should be. So despite their deeply. No ha- point. <laughs> no point, Juggalos. No. 
Juggalo. Well, I'll take that moment to say that juggalos and the females are juggalettes, yes. except in Spanish where they're juggalas. <laughs> I really like. Nice. Oh, it's nice. Awesome. Despite their deeply held spiritual beliefs, which today they sometimes deny and try and spin, right? Um, the band still me? makes a lot of violent, misogynistic, crass material. Okay, so yeah, that's the other thing. It's like we love Jesus, also fuck the bitches. Yeah. Fuck the bitches. Which I mean, I will like in all credit oh. to Christian music at no point. Are they saying, fuck the bitches? Oh, well. It's Uh, implied. They have videos, concert, concert films, which was a concert that was 45 shows in 45 days, for which I have to give them props. Oh. Uh, The concert film with inner song, inter song skits of a sub, 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 jackass style antics. Oh. There are, they have at least two almost entirely unwatchable films. Like, I don't know that Joel and the bots could watch these movies. (laughs) One is a Western that features a Native American character whose role is to sit by the sign outside of town, and every time someone in the movie is killed, they cut back to him chugging from a bottle of whiskey and changing the numbers on the town's population. Okay, so I will give more credit to Ken Kesey's chief. Uh, I don't know that I'd go that far. Oh, God, you're right. Uh, And then there's another movie that's like a gangster film and looks like what we'd get if our brother and his high school football friends tried to make New Jack City on a camcorder during a slumber party. (laughs) Oh, no, There's a lot of shouting about, my money! Oh God! You There's guys. wacky hapless cops. Fuck. There's a scene at a pawn shop where Violent J shouts at a woman, "Show us them fat titties, you fat titty fuck!" And a scene the with Grateful did never said that. Very large woman in very small lingerie, where Dad became concerned, and we had to turn the movie off and watch <laughs> the video for miracles. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, did you watch ever like Dad? I, well, we watched part of the concert film and part of the film film, and I told him, I was like, we are not going to watch all of these. Absolutely and he was like, not. okay. So we watched a little bit and like fast forwarded. <laughs> You're a lot. like, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was he was really into it. And I, I He found <gasps> the FBI, 121 page FBI report, which I will talk about later. Fantastic. Oh, Love, Love him. Love him for the research. Love you, Dad. Uh, so it was at a live show in February 1994 during a song called The Juggla. The band first referred to their fans as Juggalos. 94. Oh, wow. This was like happening when I was in high school. I was going to say. Yeah, I had no idea they'd been fucking fucking doing their shit. They started in 91 and became Juggalos in 94. So what were y'all doing in 94? Because I was like a working adult by that time. No, 94, Uh, I was graduating high school. One year out of high school. Going to college. No ICP? No. I was smoking a lot. Like, okay, listen, and this possibly is worse. Okay. In 1994, not high school, college, there was a lot of time in a dorm room listening to the John Spencer Blues Explosion. Oh, Aaron. Which, (laughs) honestly, thinking about it now, maybe Juggalos. Maybe Juggalos. Okay. Okay. What I'm going to say right now is like, girls, listen. Girls who are listening. <laughs> All of you ladies, turn up your radios. Because I'm about to tell to you tell something you, something you might want to know. know. If you're in a dorm room and those guys listening to, the to shitty fucking music, get the fuck out. Don't marry none of them. Don't marry none of 
Don't give up. Don't a pretend that you like that music. <laughs> Don't lose your woman. Don't pride. lose your woman pride. Because that music Johnny Mullins. sucks. And so do the dudes. And so do There's the better dudes, dudes out there. There's better dudes out there. Get yourself a gay boyfriend. <laughs> That's the Most way to do it. Most importantly. He will help you find a good real boyfriend. He will help you learn good music. Mm. Hmm. Girls. Girls. Go. So, yeah, well, there's magic all up in this bitch. <laughs> there's magic all up in this bitch. So, the fan base boomed following the release of their third album, Riddlebox, in 1995, and that led ICP to write the songs, quote, What is a Juggalo? and Down with the Clown. For Doctor, their- okay. what is a Juggalo? What is it? Well, I will tell you. Thank According you. to Thank the you, lyrics... Doctor. He gets buck naked and walks through the streets, winking at the freaks with a two liter stuck in his butt cheeks. Oh, no. He ain't like nobody you ever met before. He'll eat a Monopoly and shit out Connect Four. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Look, so- I'm going to give that more credit than Grateful Dead lyrics because I feel like they wrote those down on a piece of paper. I feel like they wrote those down on a piece of paper and mm-hmm. they wanted something to say. So, and if this doesn't give you enough information, here's more. According to Shaggy Two Dope. Still stay away from those guys. <laughs> juggalos come, yes, come from all walks of life. From poverty, from rich, from all religions and colors. It doesn't matter if you're born in a silver spoon in your mouth or a crack rock in your mouth. Juggalos are a family. Common characteristics identifying a ju- member of the Juggalo subculture are as follows. Uh, they can uh, drift like the original drifters. No, nobody. No, no, that's only the original drifters. Nobody can do that. <clears throat> they drink and spray Fago. They listen to horrorcore and other ground- kinds of underground rap music. They wear face paint like an evil clown or corpse paint. Which they wear fucked up Christian shit. Really. Hatchet gear. Yeah. They have the Hatchet Man logo applied on personal effects and die cast worn mm-hmm. as jewelry. Okay. They do their hair in the spider legs style, which is if you took your hair in a little piece and put a rubber band on the bottom and then braided it and put a rubber band on the oh end. Oh my God, I've always hated that. That's called the spider legs. But, but Coolio. Yeah, like Coolio. Well, Coolio it's could like do that. Like honky Coolio. Yeah, I was going to say, Coolio yeah, can do go. that because Coolio is an African-American man who can They do have it. access to different hairstyles. Braids um, any way he fucking wants to. I, yes. I would like to short interject that um, Coolio, you know, as a man who is well into his 50s at this point, um, and it's will really is worth your time to look up how he's been doing his hair since male pattern baldness is set in. Okay, thank you. It's, it's so awesome. Bless well, is heart. it better than so fucking awesome. Brett Michaels? It's a thousand times better than Brett Michaels. Whoa! Uh, you display the gesture of the wicked clown, which uh-huh. is a hand symbol that involves the West Side W. West Side, which is middle Cross fingers. Cross your middle fingers to make a W. W. And then the other hand is the ASLC. Is Cross it? your arms. Wicked clown. I hope that there are some fucking people at these concerts that are doing some mad ASL. I know. I want to see the ICP lady. I want to see the that woman. I want to see her. I want to see some fucking balloons. You can make and respond to the whoop whoop call. Nice. The Detroit Mail has a column. Ask a Juggalo, and the, the <laughs> according to the column, whoop whoop is actually a like salute, like bye bye. 
but yes. but like Aloha, Whoopal yes. can be adapted to any. Aloha means goodbye. Aloha means anything Whoop you needed to. Means okay, okay. And you express a quote generally tongue in cheek unquote obsession with murder committed with a bladed weapon. <laughs> it's for fun. It's for fun. It's for a joke. It's for a joke. <clears throat> okay, and there are. Um, Let's see. Many characteristics of Juggalo culture originated in the 1980s when Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope and their families were growing up poor in Detroit. Correct. They got clothes Which from is the church. Nasty. Box. Like, look, watch uh, Roger and Me. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. And 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 even like Eminem, rap music comes from marginalization. It does. And, and so it's like if you're poor enough then I feel like your rap is a lot more legit uh-huh. than like DJ Jazzy Trevor from Norman. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Van- that's why Vanilla Ice is always been- That's right. Vanilla Ice will come up in a few minutes. If Vanilla Ice is fucked up. That's why the Beastie Boys are legit yes. because they're coming from a Right. From- if you come from like if you grew up hard then you can rap yes. and that's all there is to yes. it I think. I agree. But okay, there are Two strains of juggalos. Okay. There's the two ju- factions. There are the juggalo family oh. and the juggalo hyper violent crime syndicate. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, do I do not confuse the two. I can't. I will not. I hope that this works out the way I think it will. It will. So, most juggalos are juggalo family, mm-hmm. just fans. They like to dress up in weird clothes and makeup. They love and get the Fast and the Furious movies. Hatchet Man tattoos, mm-hmm. wear band merch, but this doesn't make them any different from like a Trekkie or somebody who's Disney bound no. or anything like that. No, I would rather hang out with the fucking legit Juggalo than Disney bound. Disney, Disney bound. Yes. I love you. Okay, uh, sir. Juggalo yeah. makeup has even indeed. Uh, it's known to thwart facial recognition software. I did hear yes. about that because the big black smile makes that think that that's your chin. Uh-huh. And so it's, your face is a different shape. And if you're wearing Juggalo makeup, you won't be read by the... I've heard about that. I've also wondered if you can register your Juggalo makeup on an egg in Paris. But <laughs> that I the egg is in look. Detroit. <laughs> the, okay. That I did not check. Perhaps. Uh, one source I used was... Someday. The, was the Grinnell College Database of Subcultures and Sociology. Okay, fantastic. Uh. Where the Juggalo entry was written clearly by a fucking super fan who relished the opportunity to spit some academia about his favorite band. And I shall quote, The Juggalo family has been described as a group of lower class outsiders who resist social norms, but are bonded by their common love of friendship, sick, individualism, and music. Okay. Okay. Oh, just wait. Dr. Jug, PhD, also describes... <laughs> Dr. Jug. <laughs> <laughs> he describes being constantly doused in Fago as a baptism of poverty. Oh. Fago oh. symbolizes Juggalo's aim to embrace and make the most of what they have. So by showering themselves with inexpensive soda, they are demanding affirmation as humans despite their poverty. I oh, think you're overthinking it, but that's academia for you. Additionally, whereas one might see the hatchet man symbol of psychopathic records as a symbol of violence, you would be wrong. Yes. Would I? It represents the running stance juggalos take through life, facing the future and cutting down obstacles along the way. Okay. They say we are poor, we are white trash, we are the beat down rejects of society, and Mm -hmm. we're not going to reject anyone. Although 99.9% of the people I saw in all my films were like white, cis, het, meth face people. Uh There are some that disagree, but it did seem like a fairly, at least in 
words Uh fairly inclusive group yeah there were a few jocs juggalos of color and one dude in one of the videos gave a shout out to all my fellow black juggalo homies all 10 of us (laughs) (laughs) there's good look it's detroit it's they're coming from detroit so they have some that there's not very many no juggalos call each other ninjas as well which they've been accused of using so that they can replace the n-word in their raps but i guess it's better to replace it than try to pretend that you own that term too it is true yeah yeah P.S. Wizards also is way better. Wizards also is way better. Uh, They also have their own stuff, like a newsletter called the Hatchet Herald. (laughs) Nice. Social media called Juggalo Book. And a cryptocurrency called Juggalo Coin. No. Invest at thy own risk. No, 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 no. Okay, never mind. Any of these would be useful when you're making arrangements to attend the gathering of the the Juggalos. Yes. This is a yearly, week-long festival held since 2000, except for 2020, in a variety of places since usually... That's a long time. Yes, it is. One or two years is enough for the venues to tell them to cease and desist. Correct. In 2017, it was held in Oklahoma City, which I do not remember. It was. I cannot. I was like, how did we fucking like miss where? that? Like where? Prior? Uh, right. I don't know. The cane, the um, diamond ballroom? I don't know. No, no. it was like a field over it on the had, east side. Like kind of near the zoo, maybe? Uh, but, whoa. Yeah, it no, had to it was, have been. It's not in town. It's a, No, it, it, it was in town. In town. I it mean, was but just it on the east side. Yeah. By oh. the zoo. Dang. Okay. Mm. There's a lot of empty lots over there. It's true. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't remember anything about it being here. You can look. Yeah. Apparently it can, was. You can. Uh, if you want to DM me, uh, I'll give you a login for the Oklahoman.com archives. <laughs> no, you can look don't it up. Crying about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, the Gathering of Juggalos is quite an event. People travel from all over the country and camp for days to partake of the fun. Mm hmm. There's carnival rides, wrestling matches, Yikes. including flashlight midget midnight wrestling, where there's no lights in the venue. Everybody just has a flashlight and they shine it on the wrestlers. I'm assuming that all midgets are there of their own accord. I no midgets were harmed in the making of this festival. Well, I I'm cannot say little people. People I don't make know. their. Own I think decisions. that's a slur, y'all. It yeah. is a slur, but that's what they called it. So I'm saying midget wrestling because that's what they called it. But yes, little people. Yes. The Miss Juggalo pageant, which used to be hosted by Ron Jeremy and was every bit as tasteful as you can imagine it would be. There are numerous concerts by ICP and other bands on the psychopathic label. Mm -hmm. Bands which include Axe Murder Boys, Uh Blaze Ya Dead Homies. Uh, Right. Blaze Ya Dead Homies. Oh, so, okay. The Killjoy Club. That's a fun, like, I would be, (laughs) like, maybe I am the fucking president of the Killjoy Club. Club. (laughs) And Nickelback. Oh, Nickelback! Get out of here! (laughs) Uh, They have had outside bands play, like Vanilla Ice and Academy Award winners 3-6 Mafia. Look, 3-6 Mafia is the jam. It's hot out there for a pimp girl. It is. Usually it's in-house talent. In-house talent. Uh, Airsats bisexual and Nazi of color Tila Tequila tried to play there one year and it went so bad I could sidebar at length but will instead urge you to read those articles for yourself. Oh my God. Because you will not be disappointed. Oh shit. Yeah, it was bad. Okay, wait, like how? how She, okay, Tila Tequila started. Okay, so it's like, tell us a little bit. Okay, Tila Tequila is a MySpace like nudes gal started off that way like from the very early early MySpace early and she was also early on like a 
VH1 One reality show yes, called A Shot at Love with Tequila Tequila. tequila. Oh, and the big thing sake. was she was bi. She was bi, so there were women and men. Bi. Penny and I watched this show together. This show, the very first episode, I will t- tell you, this is an unintended sidebar, <laughs> but on the very first episode of A Shot at Love with Tequila Tequila, where all of the people are introducing themselves to her, uh-huh. it's like, this is your chance to show me who you are. There was a woman from Tulsa. Oh, and she, she is the origin of Hey Girl, Hey! <laughs> hey Girl, Hey! Because she came out, she's like, Hey Girl, Hey! I'm like Zozo from Tulsa. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> hey Girl, Hey! Oh, Jesus. Hey yes. Hey. And so Tila, uh, you know, dating show, you know how it goes. And Rock she of en- love, awful. ended up, you know, flavor of love. She ended up with some dude and a just adorable butch girl named Danny who was a firefighter and I was like Danny I hope wherever you are I hope you have a super cute girlfriend right now because you deserve it and not Tila Tequila (laughs) no but then she got invited to go to the gathering of the juggalos Natch did not understand oh no no so in the article she has a bunch of tweets it's like can't wait to go on my way on the plane I brought stuff to like spray the crowd (laughs) Okay, I'm filing a lawsuit against everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, they did not like her and they threw like shit at her. Good. So, oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I don't no, know. Nobody's a winner here. Nobody's, nobody's a winner, winner here. here. Uh, definitely Tila Tequila is not the winner here. Nobody's a winner here. The gathering is always held on private land, so they can't call the cops. Okay. Which leads to open drug use and sales. Or drugs being traded for casual nudity. One guy, this drugs being traded for casual nudity. One guy had a sign that said, "Show me your tits, and I'll get you drunk." And if he had a no, he'd flip the sign over and said, "Oh, come on, I'll get you high too." Oh. The cave in Rock, Illinois location, which was used for several years, had a place called the Drug Bridge, where everybody would just set up shops. Yes, (laughs) I remember reading about that, yeah. Right. It's also traditional at the gathering that if people start fighting, bystanders will gather in a circle around them and chant, family, family, until they are shamed into stopping fighting, because we're all here together. That's nice. There's also, with Tila Tequila aside, there's never any, like... Assault arrests yeah. or stuff like that. So they get super cred for that. They do get super cred for that. And it's like, look here, we're, we're going to fucking do some drugs. This is our, right. We're, gonna we're smoking this. pot and cheap, drinking cheap beer and watching shows and wrestling. And fucking behave. Yes. Don't be gross. Don't be gross and get our fun busted. Uh-huh. Uh, also, one time at the gathering, a dude was breaking into other people's tents and stealing their stuff. Uncool. So a group of people surrounded him to keep him in place while another large group of people completely and totally stripped his car of all the parts of the car oh, and yeah. just took each bit and fled oh my God. and left him with a <laughs> fucking chop chop his chop. car. They did. They're like, I'm taking a, a spark plug and running away. Fuck you. Nice. And just left him there, which I like that. See, that's self-policing. And you exactly. know what the Grateful Dead didn't have? Self policing. Uh, family juggalos do a lot of good. There's blood drives, charity events. There's a juggalo feminist organization called Let's Respect. L-E-T-T-E. Let's nice, Respect. Nice, ladies. There's a group in Utah called Juggalos Making a Difference. And my favorite was the is the Dead Stephanie Memorial Cleanup Crew. Oh, who yeah. pick up trash on Florida highways in memory of their friend who died of juvenile diabetes. Oh my god! Oh. But you it's guys. the fact that it's called the Dead Stephanie Memorial Cleanup Making Crew. Making it rain. 
Damn. Exactly. So but sucks. so, if juggalos are tolerant do-gooders who like to listen to horrorcore, what's the controversy? Because there's another strain of juggalos. In 2011, the FBI released a 121-page report classifying the juggalos as a hybrid gang. 121 pages. I looked through all of it. A hybrid gang? Uh, it means that not everybody who calls themselves a juggalo is a gangster, but we're all going to treat them like they Correct. are. Because we can't know. Uh, it's like uh, uh, what racial profiling on juggalos. Correct. Juggalo profiling. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It says it's an estimated, according to the National Gang Intelligence Center, there are more than one million self-proclaimed juggalos. Uh, Eight, uh, 85 to 90. A million? Yes, one million. Okay. 85 to 90 percent of self-described juggalos are peaceful, non-criminal music fans. But That's the nice. others make up the criminal element, which have been linked to numerous crimes. And I will give you a few, a few crimes. A series of arsons on a Navajo reservation oh, have been no. linked to a Juggalo Son gang. Of a bitch. Uh, juggalos were identified by the New Jersey Department of Law and Public Safety as the most actively recruiting gang in twenty New Jersey in twenty ten. Uh, also in twenty ten, a juggalette not affiliated with any gang was assaulted by a new Juggalo gang called the Juggalo Killers who knocked her unconscious and carved the letters JK into her chest because they wanted to be the only ones wearing insane clown posse merchandise in their territory. What the fuck? All of this sounds like horse shit. Well, no, this is not horse shit. This I is mean, what some people... If it's documented by the FBI, yeah, it's this is okay. Yeah, shit. no, this is not horse shit. This is... It is. 90% of juggalos are just like, these I are, like this band. These are bad actors. Right. And then there's 10% who are gangsters who are like, I like the hatchet man tattoo kind of shit. Yes. Uh, in 2013, a juggalo member in Washington stabbed a boy at a birthday party for mocking his juggalo affiliation. Mm. What? Um. I'm also going to take this moment as an Alan Moore fan to say that the V for Vendetta mask is now on the list of asshole bullshit along with anybody who likes the Joker. It is. <laughs> like, Which yeah. is a shame like, because Alan Moore is a genius. Like Pepe the Frog. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like Alan Moore is a genius. V for Vendetta is, is brilliant. Re- is brilliant and, and real. all y'all dumbasses. And y'all you fucking ruined anybody, it. Yeah. That's like they made the movie which means that all that shit was accessible to people who couldn't read the book and really understand all uh-huh. of it. So anyway, none of this is good. But as Juggalo family members point out, we can't stop people from wearing insane clown posse clothes and getting hatchet man tattoos. But they can proclaim that they are not that kind of Juggalo. And in 2017, there was a literal march on Washington. There was. To protest that categorization and restore the dignity of true Juggalos. People got up on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and talked about losing jobs and losing custody of their children mm-hmm. or being pulled over and harassed mm-hmm. because, and having that FBI ruling used against them. There was one guy in this thing that we watched who spent his whole speech talking about, we're not a gang because what kind of gang sells music and not guns and drugs? It's like, we um, don't have weapons or fights or prostitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he also, yeah. I had to laugh when he said, they don't call Snoop Dogg's followers a gang. I'm like, uh, I think they call themselves a gang. Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> Only on the left side because that is the crypt side. Correct. He said that it was as silly as calling deadheads a gang. Aaron, what do you think? Look, listen, we've already gone <laughs> to the spinners. There was also a gang. There was also somebody who had a handmade sign that said, fucking dragnets, how do they work? Which <laughs> that person wins the day. Yay! <laughs> 
That's and amazing. There were also some that said, grab him by the posse and insane clown president, because on that same day at the other end of the mall was a Trump rally. I urge you to go on YouTube and watch videos of those interactions because they are fantastic. Oh, I do man. remember watching those at the time. Uh-huh. Because ICP was like, fuck this shit. Right. Fuck this racist shit. In terms of basic human decency in beliefs and actions, Juggalos way beat any Trump supporter and a massive chunk of the GOP. <laughs> they oh, do. Yeah. 100,000%. And, and, like, it's also one of those things that's like they were, you know, adopted by the crazy right. Right. But right, they right. were like, that's no, not No, that's not we- us. We No, you can wear that shit, but no. That's it's not like it. the dude who to the Charleston... Was it? No, Charlottesville wore the Johnny Cash given the finger. Uh huh. And then Johnny Cash's actual family tweeted. Roseanne Cash was like, Our father would have hated you. I need you to know. Yes. Or who was it? Rage Against the Machine or Green Day that told Paul Ryan. Oh, yeah, that was Rage Against the Machine. I love Rage Against. They're like, We specifically hate you, Paul Ryan. No, yeah. Rage Against the Machine said, like, we, we need you to understand that you are the machine against which we, we are have raging. been raging. You can like years. our music, but we hate you and we need you to know yeah. this. Yeah, that's happened more, more than yeah, once. Where Rage great. Against the Machine is like, are you fucking kidding me? What machine did you think we were raging against, Dumpfus? Uh-huh. Seriously. So, yeah, and there was also one dude at that March on Washington. He was a large, hairy man wearing a bikini with American flag stuck in the tits. Nah. And he's another one that's like, how many net works did you run to because he's in like seven or eight different Ugh, anyway so that pretty much is the juggalos and the insane clown posse. posse i have tiny bits to add in when we score but only a little bit all right all right so let's see how much is this gonna cost well as much as you want it to cost uh one thing i enjoyed in looking at pictures from the gathering of the juggalos is seeing the in- interesting things that people are camping in like it's like a oh, van yeah. with a home air conditioner that's stuck yes. into a busted out window kind I'm of thing. I'm gonna fucking say if I'm gonna go to this outdoor uh-huh. thing, I will invest all the money that I fucking can <laughs> to stay in an RV. <laughs> to stay with in air an conditioning. RV. Okay. However, so, okay. But Fago doesn't cost much. Yeah. Is there a hat? Well, there's clown makeup, <laughs> so I think that's counts. Uh, a hat, yes. That counts as a, a hat. hat counts. It's like a hat for your face. It's like a hat for your face. It's a hat. I want to give everything a six, so it's just constantly six, six, six. Oh, certainly. Are you going to get hazed? No, because we're a family. Is there an agenda? No. We're going to have fun and enjoy ourselves having fun, and that's a good agenda. <laughs> Seriously, incredibly Are there refreshing. There've always been non-whites, not a lot, but there've always been some. Yes. The. They're not excluded. Not excluded. Right. They may not choose to join this group. Much like the Grateful Dead, non-whites are like, that is not my scene. No, thank you. It's like, you know, I got some other stuff I could do here, so I'm just going to go. Are there symbols? Yes, there are symbols. There's the Joker, and there are, uh, there's the Hatchet Man. All of it. All of it. Is this going to be about Jesus? Apparently. Oh, okay. Surprisingly. So, but but now they are like trying to backtrack a little bit on that. So I don't know. <laughs> well, good on them, I guess. Uh, is this a legit group or is it a drinking club for rich white men? It's a drug group, also, but I think it's a bit more legit because they're just making their music. It is a le- 
a legitimate group because they're not taking themselves too seriously. They are not taking themselves. They're taking themselves just seriously. Yeah. Yes. And then my I move this to the last. Is there anybody famous who calls himself a juggalo? Elon Musk. Ah! What? God. There's others. I mean, oh, other rappers no. with names I did not especially know. No point. No point. No point. Okay. Math time. Math time. Six, 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 and six, six, six. Oh. Okay. okay, so that's 18. And that's three, four. 18, six, 19, three, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 32. Plus I gave this one. Okay. Oh, sorry. This, oh, shit. This 33. 8. 33. 36. 36. 4, 3, 5, 36, 7, 3, 8, 39, 40, 41. I got. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? This is fantastic. <laughs> I got 56. So let's see. Seven. 97. Woo, which nice. beats 88, which is what we need. Wow. Yay. We're juggalos instead Juggal- of we're juggalas. 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 I shall be. Uh, oh, there were secret symbols, but they had like the makeup and the hand signs and yeah, stuff. We did cool, all that. Cool, let's go. Uh, honestly, I can't wait. I kind of feel like this is the boost that my life may have ne- kind of needed. See, Brian, I want. I have learned from the last few days of videos that even though you have a full beard and mustache, you too can wear an entire face of makeup. You can. I'm really excited about I'm that. I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to see it. We are the Juggalos. We are, we are the, the Juggalos. Don't kidnap. Kidnapping is wrong to do. <laughs> Shit, a fire. Uh, no okay. fear, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, no fear. <laughs> Ready? Okay. okay. Madness Madness is hosted by Aaron Byrne and Amanda Clay with occasional outbursts from Brian Byrne, who is me. Brian Byrne records and edits the show. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please, if you enjoy the show, uh, rate us and leave a review. Leaving reviews helps people find the show. And the more people listen to the show, the more people you'll have to talk about the show with. I mean, just mull that over. You can also listen to us online at madnessmadnesspodcast.com. You can find links to our social media on madnessmadnesspodcast.com. You can email us your thoughts about stuff at madnessmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>